0: 583rd edition of the Chair Shot Podcast back at you of a Monday evening which is, I'm about to say is rare, but that would be a lie. You know, not as common as Sunday is perhaps the way we could express it. But we're here anyway. You're getting your weekly dose of CSP. Don't worry about it. We're back in your ears. We've got so many different things to discuss. We've got news. There's been wrestling. Would you believe it, Lance? There's been another scrap in AEW, and not just on the television show. We'll give you the update on this week's fight um, uh, coming up shortly on this show, as well as all the other uh, fun and games that you've come to expect from this broadcast but it's not just me chatting into this microphone for two hours or three hours and you got how long we go here we've got quite a long run sheet i am joined as always by my every dependable co-host first of all mr joe towner
1: hello everybody
0: and also with us pressing the buttons and that making the making it all happen it's mr paul griffin i don't have a button to press uh I just press the table. <laughs> so I was gonna say if you if you got back into streaming, you could you could maybe justify purchasing a s like a stream deck. Oh and, the two people then, who watch me would love And that. Well, but you could then use it on CSP, mate. And then you could be it's it's it, t- oh it could for, be a wacky monk yeah. of the week and you could press a button and it's just a sound. Joe could retire and you could just have a press a button and it goes and you could put like after effects on it and stuff. And, and yeah, it, I like when Joe does it. And more. then when you say it's time for Paul's nitpick of the week and you say it and you're like, oh, um, Anna Jay walked slightly slow down the ramp and you can press an explosion sound. Poof! That was Paul's nitpick of the week. <laughs> um, I don't think I have a nitpick this week, weirdly. Uh, I don't think I have one either. We may we may go full week without without nitpicking. I
2: mean, um, my general nitpick is can these people stop fighting
0: each other? At the drop of a hat, yeah. And uh, you know what? I would say that's actually bigger than a nitpick. So, so <laughs> it's actually a perfectly valid, fair criticism. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we will, we will get to that. Um, uh, how we been, gents? How has life been? Before we jump straight into the news, there is quite a bit of news. A lot of stuff to chit chat about this week. Uh, but we will get uh, an old life update from you. Who wants to go first, Paul? Tell me about your life. Do it now.
2: Um. Well, I did my first driving lesson, proper driving lesson. Hello. And he gave me a big pack, big thick pack of stuff that I have to do, like homework. Like I'm back at school. Oh, what?
0: Yeah. Is He's it in Irish?
2: Uh, it's Osberla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Looking here. Oh, that's here are depressing. all the, r- the ruffling for the folks. We have sharing the road with with emergency services vehicles. I don't know why they have like five pages to tell you. Get the fuck out of the way. Get out of their way, yeah. yeah. Cycle safety. No need, I won't be using the bicycle, that's fine.
0: No, I think it's um, to take heed of the cyclists and not run them off the road as we all really want to. <laughs> yeah, I know, very... <laughs> well, you're shirking the idea of reading this very important documentation. I won't be laughing when I've killed a cyclist. When you've killed a cyclist. Yeah.
2: Motorway driving car safety checks now to be fair that's an important one i know full call about how a car actually works how it works yeah. uh, alcohol and driving pop that in the bin
0: no
1: need for that one baby
0: okay, again uh, i would read it you love to booze i don't know yeah, it
1: might it might say it helps
0: yeah how are you going to know
1: this one driving. Boozing makes you a better driver.
0: Oh, he's yeah. going to be such a little CM Punk at the lesson. And now, Paul, uh, how many yeah. units are you allowed to have in your life? Oh, well, I right the, uh, the it's zero, no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do to deserve an
1: empty-headed driving instructor like you? What <laughs> did know. I do? <laughs> <I'd be> like <laughs> the
2: only the only unit in this car is me. Look at them fucking going <laughs> Oh. And oh, this one speaking of this one's a bit gcw for me go on uh
0: it says the faster the speed the bigger the mess and the wheel is like a saw blade with blood
2: oh, on yeah.
1: it what
0: is that that is <laughs> not well i suppose that we do have a trend in this country of like really over the top horrible uh you know be a safe driver advertising yeah,
2: here's another one right it says get it on and seat
0: it's, belt. it's got yeah it's your seatbelt Not sex. It's not sex. But but it cleverly makes you think they're being sexual, but actually they're not. I'll be having a wank over that later. Yeah, (laughs) Um. (laughs) yeah. And the saw blade one. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, What do we have? Mobile (laughs) phones and driving. Don't don't use them, I suppose. (laughs) It's the lesson of that one again. Ooh, this doesn't seem yeah, very
0: yeah. eco-friendly. All these really obvious things, like, yeah. Here's ten been... pages on boozing while driving, and here's ten pages on using your phone. What you don't do either is supposed to be the lesson. Yeah, and, I, uh, I guess there's about two hundred pages of stuff there. That's mental. Yeah. And yet you can't get, and yet you can't get a little booklet inside a video game anymore. What's up with that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, but uh, now it's fun. Uh, lesson uh, turns out. Even though I have been driving, I've probably done 20 hours of driving already. Turns out I'm doing a lot of it wrong.
0: Well, that's it, isn't it? That's that's what learning is, isn't it? Doing it cr- yeah. doing it incorrectly for a while.
2: And he told me a little cheap little fucking secret cheat code as well, right? My car, do you know you have your little boop-boop?
3: Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Little flick knife yeah. key on it, yeah. which is great. Um, If you hold, on, I don't think this is for every car, but certainly Volkswagen, which is what my car is. Okay. You hold the little um, open the doors button, and you keep it held. All four windows go down. Okay, Auto- automatically. I thought I thought
0: and it was like if you if you press it twice and then hold it down, you get like infinite money or something.
1: Infinite infinite speed. <laughs> infinite speed. Yeah, the
0: speed limit doesn't apply. I did the cheat code me. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, I spawned a tank.
1: Is that in case you're sort of in a chase and you need to like dive straight through the windows of the car you just like yeah. blah, 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 and Paul like dives through. Uh, and then quickly going. hold
2: the close button again. Yeah, with no then they'll go
1: up and the bad guy goes flat straight yeah. into the window.
0: Yeah, because he's being pursued by Wile coyote. Coyote.
2: And that's all I've been up to this week. I'm watching a lot of Horror movies, of course. Uh, none of them that good. Weirdly, Aww. it's like a, a weird trend in horror is that they're not great right, actually most of the time.
0: Yeah, I was mm. going to argue with you on that, but you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, I've had a very up and down week, lads. you will be you'd be interested to know.
1: Mm-hmm. Been on the trampoline.
0: <laughs> I wish. I oh, really? bloody wish that the that the house update was um was. uh that, that I got a trampoline. No, we we we've got a big tree in our garden, All right? Which I yeah, we do. heard the part one of the tree story last. Oh time. yeah, yeah. So did I, I? I I can't remember what part one was. I I have to get it looked at. Was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a tree. I have to get it looked at. I have to get it looked at. I got it looked at. Um, and without getting into numbers, I got served like the largest bill of my adult life other than buying the house to get it taken care of because it's like 80 feet tall and rotten to the core and could tip over if a heavy storm comes through and obliterate my friendly yeah. bought house. Uh, so that was a bit of a downer. He, he um, gave
2: you the Kevin Nash numbers, did he?
0: Yeah, he was like, I was like, um, <laughs> I've co- I've come to look at it. I'll cut it down for this much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not sitting foot closer without, without getting 5k which is about what the going rate is per step he takes towards the tree based on the bill I got. Um, oh, yeah, no. so we've been we've been ringing around looking for second opinions. I won't get into the particulars. We've had like three separate visits just to arrive at that one quote, and now we're desperately trying to get other people out. It's a whole palaver. But anyway, on positive uh, house development news, um, we have, for the first time in, in, in my adult life, we um, have welcomed a new doggo into the house. Very exciting! It is uh, um, uh, previously previously uh, owned by a member of Brona's family, so we've effectively just like rehoused her, basically brought her adopted, adopted in 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 a manner of speaking. And she is um, she is a little a little angel who's who's so sweet. And she's uh, I mean we've gotten the cheat code on the dog as well because it was with a lovely family and was very well maintained before we got her. Already pees and poops outside. Doesn't bark does all that good stuff do you know what i mean so we've like just just it's like we've just like downloaded a half half complete save off the internet really for the dog (laughs) do you know what i mean so she just kind of she gets all excited in the morning to see you when you wake up and then you let her out and do her peas and then we're like all right rosie i'm go i'm going to play the playstation now she's like all right i'm coming too. and then she just sits there and she just (laughs) relaxes next to you while you're playing the playstation and it's great and then we go for a walk uh so that's fabulous uh obviously makes the house a bit more homey and uh, she is a little sweetheart. I, I would love to bring her on stream in particular to exploit her for content, but she does not like the stairs. So, unfortunately, she, she will not be barging in hilariously during this stream to jump up and say, I love you! into the microphone. <laughs> um, you know, that won't happen. It'd be very cute. Cause, so, in fact, we had to give her um, a bath yesterday. We got her on Saturday and we said we give her a bath on, on Sunday. I had to. And we all know that I'm quite the physical specimen, um, and and I'm quite physically gifted. I I kind, I look a bit like Brian Cage. Um, If you sort of just like, just like, yeah, if he was in a blender, (laughs) in a blender, what the hell? Yeah, I've got. Poured it into like, and my legs are missing. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm liquid man. Um,
2: (laughs) Put put, Put it into a blender. Poured it into kind of. A light bulb shaped mold and then put it in the freezer overnight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I'm getting offended. But my, my original point was that I am actually not quite like Brian Cage, which was my which was my point um so i had to lift the rosie up this stairs. now she's about a four or five year old she's like a golden retriever golden retriever so that's that's where her, her docile nature goes but she's about four or five so she's like right smack in the middle she's not a small dog she's not a big dog and it's oh. like she's super energetic and great and loves all this other stuff and we were very interested when we got her home she was following us into every room as a new dog. does, smelling all over all the rooms figuring out where everything is and just wouldn't didn't even look at the stairs she'd be following you around the house and then the second you go upstairs she loses interest and she goes look at something else I'm like oh god this is going to be a fucking nightmare getting this dog up to this bath so i just eventually had to pick her up and i looked like funnily enough we actually just started watching scrubs again because it's on disney it looked like i was carrying rowdy cuz she just goes stiff as a board and i yeah. have to pick her up and her legs are all in the air we got her into the bath anyway she had her bath and now she's currently relaxing downstairs while i while i podcast so that's great love dogs always been a pro dog podcast it's been like i said yeah. being in in apartments and that for the last few years no 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 dogs allowed no animals allowed so that's uh, that's great, and then the final new addition, the final new addition to the house that really warms my heart is I got a new telly, um, which I love very much, and I haven't given yeah. a name to yet, but it's great. You got you got it from the other family, so it already
1: doesn't pee in the house, and
0: it doesn't pee or poop. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah. I remember, so I, I ordered one from. Um, A a well-known Irish establishment chain uh, store for televisions. They rang me and they go, "Oh, sorry, we don't actually have that one. Will you take this other one, same size?" And it was one of the ones. I don't know if you like. I I had no prior interest in this type of thing. It's one of those ones with the fecking lights on the back of it. Yeah. So that so that I I kind of when your man said that to me, I was like, eh. And so he said, Mm. and so he said, um, so he was very like. It, i swear it does all this because i thought they were gonna fob me off and go okay we actually don't have stock of the one you want will you take this other one and i was like i put the fucking nerd glasses on and i was like <laughs> well excuse me sir, um the one i got it had a, a 120 hertz refresh rate and i needed to have that okay for the playstation fine okay you have to have that and he's like yes sir no absolutely no it has that so i looked it up on the website it has it and he's like oh it has the fucking light thing and he's like and i was like oh and he's like you can turn it off and i was like okay fine so it, it came anyway, um, and we were already a bit, a bit concerned about, about it fitting into the designated spot we had for it because our living room is quite oddly shaped. We have a chimney in it, which is increasingly a rarity in, in an Irish house, but it, the chimney's in a very weird spot. It's not smack in the middle of the room, so the, the, it divides the room, but not in half. So we were already kind of um, uh, a bit concerned about that. It got delivered, and not only did they not have the original model I wanted, but they gave us a TV five inches bigger than we were expecting, baby. And I didn't say anything because that's like extra 150 quid worth of TV going right into my living room. (laughs) Um, uh, So that was great. So we got it all set up anyway. I won't go into the the ins and outs of it. It's a telly. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think I said last week when I mentioned we were getting was like I I genuinely haven't upgraded a, a, a television in. I can't remember. I think the last the last time I personally bought a TV was like when I jumped to HD. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how long right. ago it was. Because um, in our last place, the landlord left his TV, so we used his. Um, so this is my first time actually seeing like 4K in my house and playing games in 4K, and it's it looks really nice. I don't have anything nice to say <laughs> about it beyond that. It looks really good. I'll talk about some of the games and the movies we were watching. Yeah. HDR for me was especially the I mean, <laughs> important thing with the new TV because.
2: Resolution wise, my eyes are kind of shit anyway. So I don't really notice, but the fucking colors. When I turned Horizon on, I mean, you've been playing that. When I turned that on the first time, I was like, Jesus,
0: this is what games are, and have been for a decade. (laughs) Um, it's it's really great and yeah I, I'm the exact same yeah I mean because we've been watching some kind of so we're playing the games in like resolution mode and just watching obviously I don't have any I've only got normal Blu-rays but I'm watching a normal Blu-ray on an nice TV going this looks like the greatest thing I've ever seen and it doesn't matter to me that it's technically 1080 it looks great but yeah like you said popped Horizon in spoiler for Game Golf popped Horizon in and I'm like oh the colors oh my god and it's like for the first time in, in all the time I've had them every I plug in a console and they're all getting those pop-ups going oh we've detected you have this feature very good sir yes. Would you like to turn on the HDR? I like, yes, I would. Thank you very much. Turn it on. <laughs> um, I tested out some of the 120 hertz stuff. It's really great, but I would say it's kind of like, it, it's super noticeable when you, when you go from playing games in 30 frames to 60. You're like, oh, oh, that's what 60 frames is. Oh, that's so cool. It looks great. It's not that dramatic a thing when you go to one. It's nice, but it's not like 120 is not some oh thrill house moment Do you know what i mean it's not that it's cool that it ha- that it's a feature but it's not it's not on that level um so yeah we'll talk more about the games uh, uh later but yeah on the subject of the lights uh, they're kind of class though i kind of really love them especially when i'm playing something like horizon and it's this big color obviously it's not as impressive when you're watching Frasier, okay which i which i'm still watching a lot of this is but, the thing
2: where it replicates what's on the screen. With yes, the lighting, yeah, right?
0: and it's it's built into the TV. You can obviously buy third-party, like, sets that you can stick on to other TVs. This one's oh. built into it. It's, I would not say, next time you're buying a TV, make sure you get one that has this, but it's a nice, it's cool. It's you know, put the lights down, play Horizon, go into a scene where you're just galloping through the open world and you're surrounded by yellow plants and big, beautiful uh, blue sky and turn down the lights and it looks great it looks great but again it's not a it's it's a novelty but it's kind of like it's a novelty that's like cool do you know what i mean right. um so yeah we'll talk more about the games later but that's that's been life um you know ups and downs uh but uh, you know got a dog so it's all worth it um nice. <laughs> so uh what about is it with joe have you done life yet
1: no um Well, Michelle came back this week, so it's always good, always good when she returns. Um, She came back on Thursday, and then straight into it, Friday, we were out and about, boom, 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 just like that, we're out. Um, (laughs) Went up to Wembley Stadium in Uh, north of London to see uh, the English uh, women's football team uh, take on the United States women's football team. In an international friendly that was billed as European champions versus world champions. Mm. Yes, it was the unification fight. <laughs> uh, see, yeah. see who was best. So that was very exciting. We bought, it was announced just after, uh, the women won the European championships in the summer. And I think they wanted to obviously, um, make hay while the sun shines and, and get a big match booked in straight off the back of that one. And it was a sellout. It sold out pretty much within an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. We have been to Wembley once before to to see the men play. So it was, it was great to go back and, and see the yeah. women play, especially at such a you know the biggest possible venue. It was I think it was a sellout. I think the end in the end the attendance was about seventy five thousand or Jeez. something, which pretty good. You know not not too bad, not too shabby, and um, yeah, a really fun time had by all. You is you, it wasn't the atmosphere wasn't too different from when we went to see the men play because I think you do get a lot of families and yeah. Um, quite a mixed crowd for that type of game. It wasn't your typical blokes going <laughs> flare up the arse, <laughs> poke up the nose. You know all of that. Love the queen. So bit, love the gooners. You love the love the king and the gooners. Oh, the king. Sorry. Um, Yes, yeah, so it, it was a very nice atmosphere. We got we actually got into the ground very quickly as well. I don't know what was going on. Everyone was behaving themselves and just <laughs> getting in, getting in, no fucking around, just getting into the ground. So that was good. And then the, the food food cues were also very short as well. I was literally just um,
0: about to ask you, did you get any delicious scran as the kids say these days? We
1: did. We did get a bit of the old uh, scran mm. scran. Um, I have to say the queues was short. The old bill was not short. Um, <laughs> Well, to, the Americans have to make the Americans feel at home with the really expensive oh, stadium foods. Two two chicken burgers, fries, and a bottle of Sprite each. Uh, that'll be 30 quid, please. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, uh, wow. It wasn't too bad. When I saw the menu, it was... Uh, the, the chicken burger and chips was 11 quid, and I was like, well, you know, that's mm, these days it doesn't yeah. sound too bad. And the bottle of Sprite, that'll be four quid. Yeah. <laughs> For a bottle of Sprite. And they don't even let you take the bottle cap in in case you throw it. At oh the players, god! Which is annoying because that's what I was going to do, so <laughs> that was ruined. But, um, yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't bad food. I wouldn't say it was. It was particularly good. It was. It was decent. It was all right. So yeah, we we were starving by the point by the time we got in there. So that was a very welcome bit of grub. Mm. And I have to say, the match itself was very very good. Um, two teams, both technically very good, play very fast pace. Um, lots of incidents in the in the first half. Um, first time I've been to a game that had VAR.
2: Oh, oh I wish oh, I had VAR when I went over.
1: And that was exciting um, because there was I think it was the, the USA's equalizing goal uh, was offside, but it wasn't ruled out until they would got back to the kickoff. So it was like, oh, they've scored. And then finally... They, they take it back and then all of a sudden so there's a murmur in the crowd or VAR and everyone's like yeah
3: VAR and we're all fucking it! Ah, VAR!
1: and then and then they announce it's offside and everyone's like yeah VAR! and it was great it was like when it goes your way was VAR is in incredibly exciting it's like it's like a dusty finish. Like s- suddenly, the second ref runs out. It's like no, no, his foot on the ropes. Quick, ah, yeah. Oh god, that so was great. And um, yeah, England ended up winning two one, and I think good, good value for it. Um they played very well, dominated possession, and yeah, very good game overall. Excellent. So um, very exciting. I think the uh, yeah. Is, um definitely be definitely going to one of those again. If they're back at one, like, but it feels like a, a relati-
0: it's a relatively recent development. Like seventy five thousand for a women's matches, mm. that was that would, not, would not have been par for the course. Say ten years ago, would it necessarily?
1: No, no, no. Uh, which is good In, though. Yeah in Football
0: or wrestling, in right, I, yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> Although, now I mean, it sounds like f- football has very quickly uh, uh overtaken wrestling for as much as wrestling sucks itself off for being ahead of the girl.
1: I know, obviously, that yeah, obviously, WWE led the way,
0: yeah, uh, with
1: the women's revolution. And now, look,
0: for what's oh, her no. name, was it was it Rapino? Was she there? Is that the only name I know of the she was, the she was playing, yeah. yeah, she was. Was your man the Jay White fan there again? <laughs>
1: Um, no, I didn't. I didn't spot him this time. Oh.
0: Well, no, he only likes New Japan. No, he's not watching women. He's not watching women do any of that. Come on, no. Oh dear. Um, all right, interesting, interesting week of life, guff there. Looking back here at the run sheet, we'll get back into the news. And oh, good lord, where to start? I suppose we've made various allusions to it, so we should perhaps kick off with the latest AEW drama I mean honestly it's like by the time you hear this maybe there'll have been more I don't know Uh, but we did have the Sami Guvara and Andrade situation which was one of those ones where I I, eventually people are going to stop going up this is a work, another goofy storyline, because now pretty soon the default's going to be, oh, they're going to kill each other in real life, because they were tweeting each other back and forth. Andrade did some interview in here with a, a, a Spanish language outlet where he, he mentioned having issues with Sammy, and Sammy tweeted him, and Sammy making himself sound as ignorant as humanly possible, acting like he only got signed because he's Charlotte Flair's husband, which is the stupidest possible claim and insult imaginable, because he's a big star in his own right, but had their little Twitter back and forth, and then um, the thing that kind of made people think, oh, it must just be, a, must be a work, must be bullshit, was Andrade was like, I'll see you on Wednesday. And, well, he saw him on Wednesday is where that <laughs> story went. Um, and by all accounts, AEW was aware of the issues, told them to keep it apart. Apparently there was security there, but they saw each other, and Andrade went over and slapped him around, it sounds like, by all accounts. Um, and and it doesn't seem like Sammy kind of retaliated or, or, or instigated, which is why Andrade was sent home and Sammy was not. That that seems to be the gist of things. And then there was a, a very amusing episode of Wrestling Observer Radio shortly after where Dave basically said that Andrade is trying to get himself fired. On top of having actual issues with Sammy, he's also eager to fight because he wants to be let go, mm-hmm. basically. So, yeah, there you go, boys. What are we thinking on uh, Guvara Gate?
1: It's quite funny, as you as you mentioned. They, they knew this was going to happen, and they said, lads, now, whatever you do, <laughs> don't have a fight. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, who who would have thought? Yeah. They they went against orders and did it anyway. Do you not think they could have, I don't know, maybe learnt from the CM Punk incident and had a bit of security there? Yeah. Or just said, right, Sammy, you wait outside? Or, I don't know. I think they maybe could have been a bit more proactive. Yeah. In that sorting
2: it out. My favorite part of it all is where Andrade tweeted and said, uh, I am professional. Don't worry. I'm not
0: going to fight you. <laughs> and then proceeded to fight him.
1: Well, he's a hill. So, so yeah. Just...
0: <laughs> it wasn't a babyface guarantee
2: you know no and i mean this could to me the whole the whole thing goes back to the beginning where andrade is doing some interview and just you know offhand mentions hey i've never had a problem with anybody except that fucking bitch sammy guevara (laughs) that one time i was working him and he was he was complaining i was stiffing him brother okay what why bring up that story unless there's some agenda yeah um, behind it you know and then for sammy guevara obviously to be the bigger man and, and turn the other cheek. Yeah, well... But as you said, Barry, no, he, he he responds and escalates. And again, you have, like the CM Punk thing, from basically nothing, a situation just escalates to the point of violence. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And it, funny enough, on Rampage, it did seem as though they have, to an extent, kind of written Andrade out. They're very much acting like Rush... Or Roosh is uh, private party's boss now, which was yes. not how it was working before. So it looks like they've just kind of segued to to Roosh fitting in that slot. So I don't know what that means
0: for. But it's that's interesting, isn't it? Because so basically the 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 long, 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 long rambly story short from Observer Radio. Fuck it, that was a hilarious half hour of audio. <laughs> just classic Dave, just being incomprehensible and, and Brian trying to get a word in his ways but it, 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 AEW seems like they're kind of in a spot now where you could fire him for being difficult but it seems like Tony Khan really does these people who want to go back to WWE who have like five year deals I can kind of on principle I suppose is the phrase you could use he really does not want to let people go even if they start acting out like this Uh I mean to me I would be just like I would just let him go it's like it's Andrade do you know what I mean it's like it's not going <laughs> to but I, I suppose he's probably thinking, you know, precedent. If I let him go because he really wants to go, then everyone's going to be coming to me going, I want to go as well, you know. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's to him to foster an environment where people don't want to go. Well, that's the, that's the, yes, that's the real thing, which is, as, and as we were just saying a few minutes ago, it's kind of like the entire world watched this Ooh. argument happen in real time. And AW yeah. still could not do anything to intervene and keep it level-headed, Um it's it's pretty terrible on their behalf after they just had, I was about to say a high profile, they just had two high profile uh, bust ups because they had another one with Sammy a few months ago. Like this isn't even the first one he's mm-hmm. done this year, you know, yeah. uh, that was another tidbit that came out that he's, you might, as you might imagine, he's not very popular um, in general <laughs> backstage. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I find it hard to be
2: sympathetic towards Andrade. Of course, uh, in this in this regards, both as the instigator of the actual fight and the original comment. Um, yeah, and I mean, look, we've been critical in the past of WWE for not letting people out of their contracts, um, and just holding on to them (laughs) for no apparent reason. Yeah, uh, especially with the um, Brody Lee situation. Um uh, yeah you know yeah as you said Barry Andrade like when's the last time Andrade truly felt like an important character in AEW like when Cody was still around mm. since then he's like he's like the the mob boss of a really lower card he's, stable you know he's
1: done a worse job than Matt Hardy <laughs> in all honestly, as as the head of that little faction
3: yeah. his
1: promos are crap like he's, he has he's had one good match every 2 months he's a knob <laughs> or put him bench him for like a couple of months until it all dies down and then release him. Yeah. That's what I probably, yeah. I mean,
2: like- I, I, I agree with two out of three points there for sure. Sh- for sure. I think in the ring, he's not been in the ring much, but lately when he's been in the ring, I th- I think he has been very good. And when he's yeah. in the mood, he can return really on. It is shocking how little he has improved with his promos since he arrived in NXT. Yeah, his, his English is still super broken. I don't know how he's married to Charlotte. How do they talk to each other?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's
0: probably it's probably different when you're. He uh, speaks the language of love. Well, I, I think they definitely <laughs> that language. <laughs> I think that's that that is that is one happy couple. We know that much. I mean, that's yeah. that's quite evident. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, yeah. So promos are different because you're simultaneous. Because like, he, I'd say he's probably a decent enough like. English speaker, like day to day, but it's kind of different when you have to do like wrestling promos Memorize. and yeah. do all these goofy fucking contract tampering storylines, which by the way comes off so <laughs> low rent. It's so yes. low rent. And as, as you were saying, it, compared to Matt Hardy, I remember when, when, when they were doing that Matt Hardy storyline, we were complaining that Matt Hardy was all over TV. And then Andrade took it over. It's like, oh, okay, Andrade. And that was, that was, like, now they're like, they are lower on the totem pole with Andrade in charge, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I, I, for as much criticism as you could level at Andrade, I also think the, the booking has not been great. I mean, that no. when it, whenever that group comes on TV, you're just like, oh, God, I don't want to watch Andrade and private party bickering. And private party are great. Private party are great. Butcher and Blade are great. Like, I like the yeah. it's a good unit of people. I, even, I would even include Andrade in that. It's a terrible story. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of all in on, on, on you know, pun not intended. Uh, on the the recently side i think roosh is great i have loved roosh since he's been in and you know and he 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 has similarly you know limited uh, uh english speaking but he has tons of charisma and i feel like his i feel like he really jumps off the screen and the matches have been so far been pretty good um but yeah we'll see i mean it's it's really weird um uh, the whole situation so when you look at the the list of people on ice currently it's kind of crazy cm punk like Technically injured, I mean, I think, but also, you know, yeah. that whole situation. All of the elite gone. Malachi Black, I mean, how do you even begin to unpack that whole situation? He's now saying he'll be back and everything's fine. Andrade now suspended. um I feel like Sammy will be suspended before the year's over. Do you know what I mean? It's just, um you know, MJF went missing there for a couple of months. Part real, part story, whatever i don't know i really don't know it's just yeah it's a little bit too wild west for my liking
2: tony
1: all. tony khan's too nice of a guy i don't know if you saw there was an i think there's interview. an element of that yeah i can't remember what what the interview was but he was talking about how he used to work in a bar or something and how he's he's very much like wants to serve people to get you know to make people feel good yeah. and it's like yeah but then you need to do what Vince did, and also have some fucking patsy stooge that who can do all the firing and give people the bad news, like, yeah. you, so that you can you know, maintain some kind of order.
0: Yeah, and I thought I thought we were going to get something like that when he um when he did hi- they, they put out that press release. And it was like Madison Rain and X Y Z, all the other people he hired. Mm. It kind of seemed like, and it, but it's been nonstop since then. It just kind of seems like it, it maybe it's, it's a little bit like kind of too little, too late. You know what I mean? Where he brought all those people in, but. Everything was up in a heap already, so it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, I, I I do think there's something to the the uh, um, too nice uh, accusation. I mean, like I, I was even thinking that. Like first year of COVID when people were still working indie shows and then coming to TV and getting mm. announced for matches and then a, a, an hour before was like, oh, so-and-so has COVID, they have to miss shows. Like, yeah, because they're fucking rolling around on some grungy mat on some fucking uh, godforsaken promotion. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, come on. I know you want to be Mr. Cool Cool Uncle Promoter who lets the lads work GCW, but like, like uh, you know, and, and like companies you've never even heard. It's not even just like the cool indies. They're working companies you've never even heard of. I'm just like, uh, tighten the leash there a little bit. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Like, you know, get him in. And this is, I feel like this is just kind of an extension of that. Do you know what I mean? Um, He can, he can bang his, fe- his fist on the table at the press conferences and say, I'm not going to take this fucking shit anymore. But... It's different when yes. you're sitting in the Don't take it. Don't
1: take it then. Yes, don't take it. Why? Come on, Tony. Stop. We're behind you, brother. Yeah. It's coming from inside the house, okay? Fire someone. Make an example you know, of these fucking jaburns. Stop
0: Stop telling Brian Alvarez that you're really upset and go, go talk to your <laughs> locker room. They're all killing each other. Oh, Tony. Big tone. Anyway, it seems like Fulham's having an all right season. You can, you, can, you, can, you know, fall back on that. Um we didn't do was there, was there footy off this week no
2: uh, no I mean there was some too, Arsenal Liverpool was very very
1: good I enjoyed that game oh Check that out. was a great game yeah yeah watched that one um, that was a
2: good game Watch Everton United obviously nice win for United there Um yeah.
1: but the strange time of 7 o'clock on a Sunday which is why we yeah
3: we I quite
1: enjoyed that though it was like you know you get to Sunday evening we got the podcast and everything but some, just having like something going on on a Sunday night that was like that was nice ooh. Hopefully, that not make it happy. Uh,
2: no, Haaland sure. scores again, was the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep him as your FPL captain. If you don't have him as your captain, yep. what are you doing, buddy? Yep. Yep. Um, and then we just have wrestling. I mean, we already started the wrestling news. Yeah, let's stick with um,
0: the wrestling news here. Uh, looks like the good
2: brothers are heading back to WWE. Sure. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I had a feeling a few weeks ago that this was the case because. When they went to WWE the first time in start of 2016,
3: mm-hmm.
2: their podcast just mysteriously stopped. Ah, your favorite and that podcast. Happened, and that happened again in like August, I want to say. It just stopped. They just stopped putting them out. And I, I, I was suspicious that
0: something was up. So.
2: I should have said something. I should have said something at the time. You should have. You would like have been real.
0: A real scoop getter. Yeah, you could have been the scoop guy. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, once again, it's just Triple H assembling the oddest collection of, <laughs> of, of. I mean, I I won't say that. I mean, a lot of them make sense. Gargano, Candice, blah 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 But it's just like Kerry Cross, the Good Brothers, and I, I like I saw the report that it was like they're going to put him back with AJ. I'm like, you've done that. You've done that twice yeah. now. Play another song, lads. But I suppose you're not, you're not hiring the Good Brothers 2022 for high concept originality and, and great matches. It's so they can no. come out and they can do the hands and and say blizz Cliz yeah. and things like that, you know?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're very well-liked backstage. Oh, personally, backstage absolutely. To be yeah. the case. Yeah. yeah, so maybe it's a a little morale move in terms of Triple H so. setting up his stall. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, they don't offer much on screen especially uh especially
0: gallows i mean we saw a call uh, from we saw the time one. he was on aw yeah. yeah
2: and he beat frankie kazarian that one time and killed off his gimmick the elite hunter
3: <laughs> oh
0: yeah <laughs> maybe he's good then No, okay, never mind i take it back he's actually class <laughs> um yeah so and then, then we had extreme rules
2: uh on saturday night did you watch it um no, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. But I do have thoughts on it. Ah, uh, <laughs> based like on it, what yeah. the gifts you saw? <laughs> I watched. I watched the two and a half minute video. Okay, oh, that's quite a lot. Where they made Bray Wyatt's return seem both important and good. Okay, which I have to say is is a win. Is a WWE win.
0: I I will say that here's here's. Here's the uh, new segment: giving the devil their due. 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 Yes. Uh, the people who watch WWE think Bray Wyatt's class and so it's yeah. not about what three losers who haven't watched in five years think on a podcast it's about what the people who watch the show want to see and they want there was that fo- I don't think we talked about it there was that fucking gigantic Smackdown rating like three weeks ago because they, they teased that he might show up and yeah. like like a random segment in the middle of the show did something the quarter did like 2.7 million people compared to the usual like average of two flat that the show generally does mental yeah. people like it and I, I have to say I do appreciate in, in this era of people pretending wrestling fans are dumb and they don't know who Hiroshi Tanahashi is, which is so annoying. I appreciate that is doing all this weird shit and their QR codes and they're fucking burying messages in the source code and people are figuring it out and the people who aren't figuring it out are at least reading about it when other people figure it out and they're having fun with yeah. it and they're being stimulated by it and it's not, you know, it's not for me but i appreciate it from a distance do you know what i mean i would even say that that is for me um i'm i loved uh,
2: uh, admittedly it ended up a bit of a wet fart but i love the whole um uh, save us 222 two, two thing from yes. back in the day yeah. you yeah. know i love a little a little mystery in terms of an impending return or debut um certainly more than you know, uh, Mark Henry's on the stage or Shivani's on the stage, interview the new signing. It's it's Christian. Oh god, you yeah. Know? It's like it's like have a little bit of
1: mystery. Have a little oh they could have done that with MJF name? and the devil. They could have played devil videos or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just little little snippets of the devil. Yeah. You know, uh, on, uh, well on, on well in right. fact the
2: snippets were the Stokely Hathaway handing the card out. That's what the <laughs> snippets were. <laughs> yeah,
0: it but, was not quite well, as, yeah. Like
2: ultimately that's what it was. <laughs> yeah no you're right. But, you're right. You can be a little bit more creative with some video more packages, some mysterious, yeah. Um. So I think I'd say start to finish, give the devil the jew, as Barry said. I thought it was really well done. They obviously grabbed at the attention of a lot of people, which is which is kind of the point of the whole business. Sure. Um. And uh, yeah, the reaction when it became apparent that this was happening was was really really uh over the top in again a, in a kind of positive way um so well done to them like'm I'm, I'm sure raw will do now a big a big old rating as well they haven't announced Bray Wyatt but sure again the the ooh what'll he do because yeah. they 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 yeah. also didn't have his return linked directly to any other match or any other segment like the main event ended mm-hmm. and then he returned so there's still the question of what's he gonna do and there's that you know, we talked about it with AEW, the cliffhanger, leave the cliffhanger for the next show. What, what's drawing you in to watch, you know? Yeah. What will Bray Wyatt do? That, that's your hook. I got to say, good good job. And uh, one other thing I want to give them credit for as well was having uh, Daniel Cormier as the ref for the UFC fight with you know, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle. um, Because... <laughs> I know if, if Vince was still in charge, he would take one look at Daniel Cormier and say, we're not putting him on our, we're not putting our fat ass on our, on our <laughs> uh, on our TV. He's, he's retired. Oh, he's retired. And he's, he's a two weight division UFC world champion. Um, again, the argument might've might even been made back then. You know, no, none of our people know who this guy is. So on and so forth. I felt like right. he legitimized the, the, the match. Uh, you might recall a previous um, UFC special guest referee, uh, UFC, also heavyweight champion, uh, refereed a little match at WrestleMania 13 between Bret Hart and Steve Austin. And that turned out uh, quite well, didn't it? So appreciate that they um, kind of went back to their wheelhouse in that one and did something that maybe wouldn't have happened during the Vince era, which again is something that I would be kind of in favor of. Yeah.
1: So good job. Is, good job yeah. to WWE. I, I agree. I think it was well done. And even I, I did watch the return of Bray Wyatt, even though it's a bit silly. At least they didn't have him come out as the fiend. That was fine. Um, but again, like everything Triple H is doing, is basically undoing Vince's brain farts. Yeah. Like the whole honeymoon period has been, Oh, WWE fans love Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Better release them both. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> uh, fans like this, brother, not do it ever. <laughs> so I I, you know, I think Triple h has been getting a lot of credit, but on, I'd be interested to see once he runs out of thing <laughs> reversing things Vince has done, whether that yeah. continues. I mean, unless he gets to a point where he renames it World Wrestling Federation. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going with it.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm well, I mean, I even the, the the Triple H playbook is, as you say, that's not just yeah. taking a red pen through all the Vinceisms. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. Even f- like fundamentally with the way the shows are structured, like I don't watch them, but I, you know, read what happens on them. Mm. It seems like there's way less of. There's a promo. It turns into a tag match. Uh, right. so- someone comes out. There's a. There's a. The, there's a. Um, what's it called? A distraction. A, a roll up finish. A DQ. It seems like there's far less of those mm. way too oft repeated like tropes that just seem to be like that was to me one of the main issues with WWE TV It was just it was so stagnant every week was the fucking same thing. It seems like there's way less yeah. of that. So again, give credit credit where credit's due.
0: Absolutely. So we will um, um, we'll continue to sort observe of uh, observe from a distance on this podcast.
2: For all intents and purposes, the bloodline storylines with Sami Zayn is is getting over, like, hotcakes as well. Yeah. Speaking of, what about that Mario trailer? Sami Zayn was in it, was he?
0: (laughs) Uh, He might have been. I don't know. No, he wasn't. the The excellent Chris Pratt was in it. The excellent uh, that was Keegle Keegle Keegan Michael Key, I suppose, was was uh, as toad. The, the Toad and Jack Black mm. as Bowsette, um, as they say in France. Uh, look, it's it, it, leaving aside the elephant in the room of the Pratt voice. I thought it looked like exactly what it, what you did thought when they announced Illumination were making it, which is it looks like an amusing little children's film. Is is basically where I came down on it.
1: Yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. It just looks a bit boring. Like, you know, I, I don't know, just not. I wouldn't watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I wouldn't watch this, so. Yeah,
2: yeah well, the Sonic the Hedgehog games are bad anyway. Um, Ooh. So,
0: it's pretty fair. I would,
1: I. would.
2: I, I, I liked what I saw. I would like it to be a bit more... <laughs> Full of
0: Easter eggs and references to the games. And oh, just, see, he loves you know, fiend fl- lore. He he wants he yeah. wants <laughs> he wants little Mario fiend fucking Waluigi. Args, that's what he wants. The lore of Luigi. Oh, if you uh, check the source code of the trader, it links to this Simpson scene where where Wiggum says Wah, which is a reference to Wah. Waluigi. <laughs> Are you sweating?
2: That's what Waluigi says in Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. When you're Ooh. off your palate. Um I liked I would have liked the, uh, the, the the penguins to be a little bit more overtly Super Mario sixty four. What yeah. half the polygons. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't
1: that be great if
0: it was like polygonal penguins? Or like one in the background that's just obviously really square and odd looking. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. One of them falling off a cliff uh, at the side like everyone did when they were growing up. Exactly, exactly.
2: I thought it looked good fun. I mean, yeah, we didn't get I don't think we got enough of Pratt's voice to really make no. a a decision either way, and it seems like there's a, a bit of a a bit of a fucking Brooklyn lilt to it. But um, I like the other performances. I, I think Jack Black as Bowser works quite well. I like Keegan Michael Key as Toad. We didn't hear much Charlie Day in it. We didn't get any
0: Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I mean, come on. Outrageous! That was my my big takeaway was that they 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 did a direct about this, which is such a rare thing for them to do, and it was like a twenty second like teaser. It wasn't a trailer, a trailer. You know what I mean? It was like mm. it could have been a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think uh, my my mildly spicy t- take on this whole Chris Pratt situation is I, I I was really disappointed with the voice. I think it sounds really boring and lame, and I think he's a boring pick for this. But I think the people are like. Why don't they just get Charles Martin 8 to do it? You want them to release a fucking hundred million dollar film two hours long for them mama Mamma Mia! I put a princess into the pizza! It's like, there's like, one thing people constantly forget, especially people who don't play that many Mario games, but know, have played one and know them, is that he says like, Three sentences over the course of a whole game yeah. because you you can't have him engaging in discourse with that voice and with those mannerisms. It would especially for two hours. It would go beyond <laughs> a joke at that stage. It would be, <laughs> well, he does a bit in uh, *Mayor Sunshine* and it's horrible. Yes, yeah. Well, there's the, fa- there's the famous trial scene. There's the gripping courtroom <laughs> drama early on.
1: Um, you know, this is why Mister Bean doesn't speak. It's the same, same, same basic yeah, principle. Yeah. You know, uh, Bean huge so it's 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 just
0: it's crazy you know uh i I just i just can't get on board with that that theory that he needs to that needs to be the voice because it's always it always makes like waves whenever a new game comes out like it's a fucking they've made a new mario tennis and we get a rare new piece of dialogue he's like oh no i messed up with the serve and people people fucking clip that and it goes viral because like oh mario said some new syllables because he's been saying wah for 20 years When he falls down holes
3: <laughs> Oh no
0: um, So yeah I'll cut I'll Mr. Pratt Some slack on that on that standpoint um, But yeah It does seem like our prediction of uh,
2: Fish out of water Mario looks like it might be On the ball as well
0: uh, yeah, because he's like, he doesn't know where he he's is. He's like, where am I? The Mushroom Kingdom. What the fuck is this? <laughs> hey, Fucking this kingdom. Uh, <laughs> get out of here, you little mushroom. I'll put you on my pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why was like? I cast as Mario? That's the question we need to be asking. That's the question. we
1: well, we'll dub it over.
3: When, when <laughs> the
0: movie comes out, I'll get Barry to re-record every line. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Dub it over uh yeah so well you know i'll go see it for what it's worth those sonic movies aren't great but they're not bad either do you know what i mean i think i think that's partly why this is getting made is because they put and similar like i was saying you know illumination they're going to make like a safe fine kids movie that's why that's why sonic was a success they didn't try any weird shit they're like give me a boilerplate children's cgi thing film and pop sonic in the middle of it boom there's your film And I think that I think that I think they I think they set the table for a lot more of these adaptions to come out. Um uh, you know, Gex. Um Enter the gecko. Uh Crash Bandicoot, you know, voiced by Chris Pratt. Glover, yeah, voiced by Chris Pratt. Um uh Super Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball voiced by Chris Pratt as well. Um (laughs) All, all of them, just all the monkeys and all the balls. Yeah, I actually yeah. got a copy of Super Monkey Ball last week. Um, a good game. Yeah, I had a, I had a fabulous charity shop haul for five euros. Beaming at myself, was really happy. Um, nice. I haven't tested any of them; they might all be busted, but whatever. Happy to help charity if anything. Less. I
2: got a I got a good charity shop haul. I should have mentioned this in life uh, uh For two Europeans, I got a copy of a rare Nintendo DS game, Pokemon Heart Gold. Uh, which goes for 150 europeans on the internet if you want to buy a new one See, or a pre-owned is- one even this is what's this is what's
0: great about these places. <laughs> we went in looking for furniture, and I was like, "I'll be right back." I have. To go <laughs> I see, oh, I see like a shelf here. with like a completely random selection of DVDs. There's definitely PS2. I went over to. I saw it was a great selection. A lot of charity shops in town they have like seventy copies of FIFA from throughout the years on the PS2. Yeah. I'm like, hey, okay, whatever. I went over to this one. Like, well, Scarface, why well, Def Jam? Why well, these are all good? And I went to the was like, giving me, <laughs> uh, sir, um, just how, how much is this crap? I know it's worth nothing, but how much are you charging for it? He's like. He he went, uh, well, like, it's a Euro game, but you can just, like, give me whatever. And I'm like, oh... Oh, interesting. Okay. So I was like, I'll have a Scarface, I'll have a Def Jam Vendetta, I'll have a Midnight Club 2, thank you very much. And I'll have a Super Monkey Ball. Um, and I tell you what, I'll give you 10. You can just have 10. Because this is because you, this is about hundred euro worth of games you've got me here, sir. Um <laughs> yeah. So that's great. That's that's the other, the other what's really funny about that, is a charity shop fair enough, they don't know, and they don't care either. They're not they're not looking to gouge people, they're literally just looking to raise a few quid in 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 2022 you can also just go on eBay and obviously you I if you want to laugh, look at God of War ps two on eBay because there's people selling graded copies you know this whole thing this whole yeah, yeah, fin- yeah, yeah. and you, so so God of War even not even graded that highly if it's in a sealed box are selling for like eight hundred a thousand euro, which is hilarious Ooh. but but the funny the great the, what's great about eBay is it's still kind of like it's it's a fusion of old and new internet because you people who do stuff like that and then there's people who still go on. And they're like, I'm selling a box of PS2 games that's tenor for the box, and it's like all really good stuff, and it's in good condition. It has all the... the, yeah. the I, I got one a couple of weeks ago, actually. I, I, I think I probably talked about it of, like, sports games and stuff like that. It's great, because they're on the internet. They're on the website where all that stuff happens, but they can't be arsed looking into this. It's like, eh, someone buy my box of oh, shits. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, check out your your local charity shop holds if you want to build a, a retro uh, uh, game collection. Uh, on that note, uh, we will segue out of the news. And I don't believe we have any uh, uh quizzes this week. Uh so we will we will move on straight. Do we have an email this week?
1: I do have an email. Oh
0: a follow-up from Joe. Um,
1: let me uh, follow so, uh, just bring this up. I should have had it open, I'm very unprofessional. Um yeah, I have an email from Mr. Jamie Malcolm. Oh, here we go. Um he says, uh, Hi, Joe. Uh, would you like to come to my birthday party on Saturday night? Uh, I'm having a few friends. <laughs> no, it doesn't really. <laughs> it doesn't really- <laughs> um, he says, oh. uh, Subject URFTR. Um, didn't sit near anybody annoying at Royal Quest. Also, never really had a bad cinema experience. so must Wow. Be c- what cinema are you going to? <laughs> CSP Curse. Uh, there was someone on the opposite side to me with joker sting face paint and i couldn't stop looking at him um oh, did he jump off a balcony at any point because it <laughs> might have been actual sting i don't know um he says much much better than watching jado and doc gallows wrestle each other in 2022 uh, twenty we'll look forward to that on smackdown well, that's, that's year, two probably.
2: Doc gallows batches on this <laughs>
3: podcast <laughs>
1: Um, he also says, I left the venue as soon as the main event ended and I think I made the same port as you did, going the opposite way I came in. Total darkness, alone, and sprinting to catch my bus, fully expecting to die in several gruesome ways. Gate was open, so didn't whack my nads climb. climbing. <laughs> well, thank you for letting us know about, uh, about all about Royal Quest, Jamie. I'm glad you uh, had a good time, uh, apart from Jado and Doc Gallows. Uh, yeah thanks for emailing in
2: was that actually no that wasn't a, an actual match was it it was a fight a 10-man tag they were but they were they were in it all
1: right quite on either sides of yeah
2: i thought that was a joke
1: yeah, that was a real real money and that's uh that's the emails that's the cues. thank the you
0: jamie um uh, from there we will, will we stick with the wrestling and take a look at wrestling tv
3: uh, I, I
0: have to say this week, uh, you know, not to add on to AEW's uh, uh, problems, but uh, I, I do have to say that I I, I couldn't bring myself to watch uh, Battle of the Belts. I was like, I barely watched Rampage. It was like, it was like I I thought I thought I think the show's been a good but low energy lately. Rampage is fucking Rampage. You know, we've we've, mm. we've talked about that. I just remember when they were doing the rundown on Dynamite of uh of the doubleheader. Rampage and Battle of the Bells, and I was like, oh, it's, so I thought Battle of the Bells would be on first, but I was wrong. So I was like, oh my god, yeah. it's going until midnight, and this is the pair of cards you're presenting. I was like, oh my god, I'm not sure if that, no, actually it's probably just out now, it's nine o'clock. Uh, I might ch- I'll i check Brandon Thurston's Twitter and see if the ratings are out, but I was like, mm. that's, uh, that's pitiful, those pair of cards. And um, we were watching Rampage, and we were we were sitting around the house just, you know, with, with the new pooch, and I was like, I... Even I, the wrestling fan who introduced it to the house, was like, "I can't watch Battle of the Belts. I just can't." It's getting, to, it's you know, Battle of the Belts. I mean, I, 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 think most people have assumed there's no. I think it's just you know, hey, we like AEW. Here's an extra hour for a, yeah. for a couple of mil. I don't think there's any real incentive to put anything good on there. That's why they fucking don't. But to me, it just has a real raw third hour vibe about it. It's it's just mm. homework watching, even if it's good. Uh, how how much
1: of TV did you watch this week, Joe? I watched Dynamite and Rampage. I've never actually watched Battle of the Belts, uh, any of them. Okay. Um, I think the first one was such a disappointment because I as, I think when we first heard about it, we were expecting kind of Clash of the Champions. Like it was going right. to be, oh, this really big special show. And then it was like sub-Rampage. It was like a bad week of Rampage. And I was like, nah. Um, I think I will watch them all eventually. I might do like a little oh, okay. Battle of the Belts marathon. Just go through them all. And actually looking at the card this week, this past week, I actually thought, it didn't look as bad as I was expecting. No. It looked kind of interesting because FDR were, were wrestling on it. Um, I forget what the other matches were, but there was another kind of interesting match on there that, but um, that didn't it didn't tempt me.
0: Pack and so, Trent.
1: Uh, oh yeah, Pack and Trent. That looked um, could, pretty good as well. But I will watch those one day. Maybe in a couple of years, it'll be fun to go back and sort of watch the ones from different time periods and be like, oh, that was from that was then and that was then. So yeah, I did watch my Man Rampage, yeah. so. Um, yeah, they so it we'll still
2: never had a world title match on one of these.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why they keep adding bells to this promotion because, like, we need other stuff to put on. <laughs> I, I thought it was crazy. Like, maybe maybe they thought we can't not address it. I thought it was crazy when they had Jade and Willow acknowledge that she's beaten her in handy order twice already. I was like, oh my god, you're just like you're advertising it as a jabroni match, like, it's just oh mm. and they I, I, I gave willow a win this week but i forgot someone someone tweeted me to remind me she lost last week on fucking rampage she doesn't even have a one week win streak going into that title match you know um anyway anyway i suppose we'll uh we'll jump on to dynamite uh which was a good show uh, this week i thought what did you boys make of dynamite this week Mm, what happened? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, uh, not suspended Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho against Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson.
1: Oh yeah, that was very good. Um, that was very good.
0: I think that, I think that whole story is really good. I really like that. That um, I was so certain for ages that Garcia was staying heel and going to uh, stick with the J's, and I feel like he probably still is. But yeah. um, I still uh, feel that way. I'm com- I'm legitimately enjoying the drama and the intrigue of it all. Yeah, I enjoy, and that match match itself was really good.
1: Yeah, only thing is, it's an exact retread of the Jamie Hater storyline. But yes, oh, well, yeah, oh, well, we'll let we'll that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I enjoy all of these men, and uh, this was a pretty good match. to say. yeah, uh, Jericho
0: mm-hmm. won a, a great little run to his credit. Give him, give him his due. He gets knocked quite a little, you know justifiably, but he's he's on a good run. Uh, the other big thing on this show was MJF versus Wheeler Yuta, which was you know
3: oh yeah great return That's, to form
0: a big yeah. match. MJF man, he's
1: he's real. He is he's all great now
2: as well. Oh, he's
1: fucking huge. He's fucking gigantic. He's looking great. <laughs> Getting ready for that Triple H push. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty four is only around the corner. Uh, I love this. I love MJF's style of wrestling. I will say now, if MJF does go to WWE in a year's time, I will start watching WWE again for MJF. <gasps> I say that, oh I'll say that now. Mark I'll it say down, now. I'll, listeners, mark it down. I will only watch the MJF stuff. I'll, I'll fucking fast forward through all The Fiend. Yeah. <laughs> the Fiend versus Logan Paul what if it's or whatever. The Fiend versus MJF. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I'd have to watch that. The Devil versus uh, The Fiend. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, but I really like this style. I like Wheelie Utah as well. The matches he had with um, Daniel Garcia, some of my favourite singles matches of the year. So yeah, please, Tony, just have MJF wrestle every two weeks. Like, is it that big a deal? Just let him wrestle, Tony. You don't let anyone wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Tony comes like that kid who's got like the action figures still in the cardboard. Yeah, and then you go around to his house to play with his toys. He's like, no, no, you can't play with that one. That's no, 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 no. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. It's like Tony, do you just want to play. Come on, man! Just,
0: yeah, he's got everyone in the in the in catering playing with a cup and ball. You know. <laughs> um on the uh, on the mjf thing they then see i thought this was going to be the classic mjf thing where he's going oh i'm i'm gonna do the handshake i'm really gonna do it and then he mm. then, then he decks wheeler Oh, but no they kind of did the stokely comes out and jumps uh, uh wheeler kind of of his own volition and i was kind of like oh why are they doing the i was like why are they doing the off oh, like mjf's teasing he's gonna turn babyface and then i was like well i mean maybe he is gonna turn babyface he's the he feels like the biggest star on the show along with moxley yeah. so maybe they are i don't know i mean they've they've lost four babyfaces in the last month so maybe it's time to maybe it's time to have the conversation i don't know
1: yeah that was interesting i don't know where that's going i think that's lead that he's leading somewhere though i don't know if it's a face turn or if it's something else but yeah that's going somewhere you can
0: but always it, with MJF. You can always do that. Oh, it was bullshit. I was just bullshitting. I was being an asshole. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that always works.
1: But then they did it in the next match as well with um, our our favorite Le- Jay Lethal. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, oh my god. The, yes, you're right. Oh my god. The impacts. Uh, impact World Order. <laughs> it's like no. It's like Hogan going. Oh, I don't. I don't need the NWO brother. I can beat the Rock by myself. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad Darby won. I had, I did have nightmares that he was gonna lose to Jay Lethal and I'd have to stop watching AEW <laughs> <NAW> forever because <laughs> I, think, I think Darby Allen is one of those people that Tony urgently needs to rehab and really fucking push again. Yeah, push. I just, he could be one of the, those top baby faces, like he's, as you say, he's lost four. I think Darby could be one of those if he really fucking makes an effort, totally. But we'll, we'll see can we have a week where we
2: don't have Jay Lethal on no we give Miro a match because what where'd Miro go why is he not having matches and why is Jay Lethal on every week
0: alright I'm Tony Khan the best I can give you is Miro but you also get a Jay Lethal match and you have to have him have a segment before the match where he talks
1: I'm I don't just know if I take that Dude, <laughs> I just got the Cup of Bull reference by the way <laughs> Thinking about it while we were,
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Miro is on, and then he's off, and then he's back, and then he's away. I d- I don't know what's up with that. I do not know what's up with that. Very weird, very very. Um, weird. And also, just on the subject of like back to back segments where they're doing the, I I I, I may be thinking about turning babyface, but my stable doesn't like me. That's becoming along with like constant interference. That is becoming one of the AEW tropes which is like, you again, they just put out this fucking press release where they're getting new talent people out and they've got all their agents and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, they're not talking to each other because the, the same thing happens over and over again on the show. Like, and, and it's oftentimes in back-to-back segments. Like, It's a small thing. It's not the end of the world, but I'm like, God, we don't need two reluctant handshakes. Also, <laughs> between that and all the Ring of Honor stuff, it's like, it's non-stop handshaking for the love of God. <laughs> Can someone <laughs> have a little kiss, please? <laughs> Can someone powerbomb Satnam? Sing, <laughs> yeah. We
2: still haven't gotten that. Christ. Come on, now. We're, we're not getting that war, Joe, or doing other shit. Now we never yeah.
0: get powerbomb. Um, what else was on this show? We got, um, we got uh, a little bit of a course correction on Soraya, where she she came out for a match, but she was just a second at ringside rather than a commentator, which I think was a good call. Um,
1: uh, trio's match itself I thought was good fun um, she was never a good commentator to be fair no. in WWE so I don't think she's lost a step <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's just consistent um, she's much more charismatic as just a, a figure wrestler. just yeah just being out there you know she, that's yeah. very charismatic that way not as much talking but yeah we'll see
0: um, we got confirmation that she's definitely having a match and i'm not referring to her getting physical with baker after the match but before the match baker saying huh well you can't wrestle because the doctor said you're not cleared And it's like okay so she's having a match then isn't it because they laid it on so thick that it was it was very obvious she's definitely having a match uh which look i i as we've talked we talked about last week and just and joe just mentioned there. If she wasn't having a match, I would not have brought her in because she definitely didn't come. She ain't coming for minimum wage would be my assumption. Um, so I'd imagine if you're not getting a match, it wouldn't have been worth it. But uh, I guess that'll be full gear TV, full gear TV, full gear is close enough that they'll do full gear. They, I they'll think full gear yeah, yeah. Because uh, even though we're in the the modern landscape of wrestling, where the real money is in television deals, content, blah blah blah, AEW still does the big kind of the person has the big match on pay per view the first time yeah. out. That that's been their Punk Sting, uh, you know, various other people. They've they've done a good job of of you know because you have a lifetime to get TV ratings out of follow up matches, but you know say get that get the the pay per view um, yeah. match.
1: I, I like that. It'd be like having She Hulk as the main. Uh, Marvel movie. Yeah. And then putting put like Iron Man on the fucking Disney Plus. Disney Plus. You know what yeah. I mean? No, put the good shit on pay-per-view.
0: Oh, dear. I'll give
1: you 15 quid for that, Tony. I'll
0: give you that. Uh, what else was there on Dynamite? It was National <gasps>
1: Scissoring
0: Day. <laughs> Rest assured, listeners, we all did some little scissor gestures there. Um, uh, as I did that. Um, I was trying to think uh, who, who was talking about this. I think it was... a. Uh, 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 I think it was the post-wrestling show They made a really great point which is Usually when AEW does these things They're fucking horrendous The worst AEW segments are where they try And do WWE skits Mm. And it's Britt Baker with the cheeseburgers, uh, Big Show and Anthony Agogo weighing Cody Rhodes. All whenever they do the the in ring fucking angle where there's props and a podium and tables, it's always so bad. Like I think they do it worse than WWE. They do like sub WWE. This was one where I was like, oh, but this was actually class because they kept it simple. They went out there, they did their catchphrases, they cut their promos. Very over. Everyone was happy to do the hands and play. They had all their signs and they just kept it simple. And the, the heel came out, which was great. And we talked last week about Swerve Strickland. He's he's top notch at the moment. And I thought this was I thought this was a rare home run yeah. uh in ring skit for for AEW. Yeah, peace be with you, and also with you. <laughs> that was great. That
1: was the highlight for me. <laughs> yeah, this was great, and. um they just showed, um, you know, you got homegrown tag team that were in a proper feud, had a good sustained push,
3: yeah, doing promos every over. week.
1: Got over. Now they're like one of the most popular acts in the company. So, yeah. Tony, I love that Billy
2: Gunn is like, including ninety-eight New Age Outlaws, is now the most over he's ever been. Is his entire career. Just a coincidence because the acclaimed got paired with the Gun Club because they had two teams they were doing nothing with.
1: Yeah, and Dan Housen came up with the Daddy Ass nickname. I think Daddy Ass it. and the
2: Ass Boys, and yeah, yeah, that that that's goes to show how something kind of organically just happen and and get steam behind them grow. You know, mm.
0: love it, love the acclaimed, love Daddy Absolutely.
2: Ass.
1: Every, everybody loves acclaimed.
0: Everybody, I, this is what I'm. I'm hearing this. Um, yeah. that, that is more, more and
1: more people are saying this more and more
0: people are saying it every day um, and so yeah I guess we're getting another swerve in our glory match which I I really thought the rematch was a, a letdown I, uh, but I think it was kind of a I think it was just one of those it was a bad night I feel like they were not mm-hmm. the pay-per-view was yeah. proper magic everything aligned and then the TV much to my surprise because I super high hopes it was just kind of eh, everyone's off a step they're not quite gelling the way they did I think that, I think they'll nail it for for the The three, the big number three. I hope the acclaimed win. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Um, This may be the classic. And look, AEW's had a lot of great chases and then eh, not so great reigns. Maybe the sensible thing, because Swerve and Our Glory are great. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's like they got the win. They got National Scissoring Day. (laughs) Get it off them. They're better chasing. Maybe. I don't think
1: so. I think this will be Swerve turning heel and doing the... uh... Sid Justice leaving Hulk Hogan together. I knew, uh, I knew the exact <laughs> reference you were gonna make. I knew you
0: were gonna say Sid leaving Hogan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, I love Sid. Uh, I think it'll be that. I'll be. I think it'll be Swerve turning on Keith to set up a, a full gear match with those two. That'd be great. Which would be, be great. Well,
2: I gotta say the best bit of the segment, uh, the, the the the, you know, peace be with you was great and all. I did particularly like when. Um, Mark Sterling came out and they, they gave him the Scissor Me Timbers uh leg drop to the old yam bag region. It's just Chef's kiss. <laughs> scissor me Timbers is a great line. It is so is <laughs> so good a name that I think it's too good a pun almost to that that it'll confuse the commentators. They'll call it Shiver Me Timbers and they won't be
0: able to wrap their <laughs> Well one
2: t- commentator definitely
0: it. will get it wrong,
2: you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no,
0: I'm luckily I, I luckily know.
2: he's not on dynamite so much these days okay
0: god they've properly relegated him i mean good correct decision although maybe. i must say rampage
2: i think loses a ton of steam just by virtue of not having taz on commentary yeah because i think mm. taz is so good he can do the serious stuff and then he's talking about yam bags and it's great i lo- love love taz
0: um, I think the only other thing then on Dynamite was the Roosh Hangman match. It was very good. Good, good stuff, yeah. And, oh, and sorry, not the only thing. On then Mox. the following promo, yeah. Mox came out and great stuff. Felt like the Hangman had a bit of a fire in him, which was good for this. Much needed.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I liked Mox's uh, putting them in his place, though.
2: You're a stupid son of a bitch. You say some dumb shit. It's got you in trouble. <laughs> Give him his warning. He got one warning. He's not the only one. Oh. <laughs> he needs to go, when Andrade comes back, come out and do the exact same promo with him. <laughs> and, and Sammy. But no, I, I mean, it, 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 I feel like it's, it's a consistent little... Dynamite is generally very good. Rampage is generally quite skippable. And then Battle of the Bells is, is really skippable. Yeah. Um, even if, like, I, I did watch it this week because I watch every minute of televised AEW. Um you know it was okay. I don't know that I would as much as I love FTR and and the run they've you know they've been having this year. I don't need to see them against what they called
0: the Gates of Agony. Gates yeah. Ever again. I mean I think they look cool but again it's kind of like they just showed up like you know Where they? Yeah, we don't And know listen, either. I was just I was just speaking earlier about how don't listen to the haters and the losers. You don't have to introduce fucking Yuji Nagata. Everyone who knows who he is, the people who don't know who he is, will broadly understand that he's a legend from New Japan. These guys know. Tell me who these guys are. Okay, t- these guys just showed up. I mean, you know, uh, I would th- one thing I will say actually is I don't know if he has been gotten to by the haters and losers, but Tony Khan has put a load of video packages in this show lately. And yeah. he's been tweeting about how he's putting a load of video packages in there. I think that is a, 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 a deliberate thing. And I think, you know, as much as we make fun of it, I, I do think it has helped. I think the show has less um tna to the back moments
2: oh oh
0: we lost joe we lost joe <laughs> we'll keep going he'll be back getting like my tna slander anyway um he'll kill will jump back in in a second will he
2: yeah.
0: um i think the show has a lot less tna to the back moments where a match in and it's okay john moxie's backstage he's talking okay john moxie's no, this is you know now it's kind of like they're letting wins soak in a little bit more, letting the segments play out in their own time. Video packages, boom, boom, boom. I think it's helping, but yeah, I don't know who the gates of agony are. Uh, <laughs> let me g- give me give me give me some Prince Nana. Well, I mean, they gave us a bit. They did give us a Prince Nana talking a bit, you know, yeah. um, uh, which is great. What a. I don't know what I, I don't know what happened to Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard was with this group.
2: Prince Nana bought the rights to it on the second pay per view. It was on, ring- it was on the pre show of the second Ring of Honor pay per view.
0: Oh, see, I have not watched any of the Ring of Honor, pre- and I've watched both the pay per views. I did not watch any of the pre shows. Yeah,
2: Prince Nana bought Tully Blanchard Industries, whatever the
0: fuck it's called. I wondered if Tully was just like he, he, oh, but Tony came in yeah. and was like, "Hey, Tully, we're we're readjusting here. Um, we're thinking that you know you can go to this uh, Ring of Honor. Is this promotion? I've also bought, and you're going to work with Brian Cage." And so he's like, oh, "You know what? I think I'm retired.
3: <laughs> Do you know what?
0: I'm not, I, I'm not actually doing this." um you know yeah fair enough um brian cage is on i mean i've watched yeah
2: yeah, i've watched both pay-per-views and battle of the belts i still couldn't tell you their names the gates of agony
0: no no and i i i was not familiar with them before they emerged on one of those ring of honor pay-per-views either i i I'm not sure of their indie tenure. I'm sure they have some, but I'm not familiar with it. But um, Brian Cage, sorry, we did also skip. He had a really fun match with uh, Wardlow. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it kind of looked like two people picked the same character in a fighting game. (laughs) Um, uh, Just two big meaty boys in singlets. Um, Look, Brian Cage is an easy target for some low-hanging fruit. I think people make fun of him a lot, justifiably. But he's a really good TV wrestler. I I think... I think you can have him out there having matches like this with people like Wardlow very often. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he doesn't. You don't have to push him, but you can use him. I you think know?
1: he's I kind of shock here. I think Brian Cage is not bad. Remember that there match he you had he with Langman bad. Page at the um, double double nothing, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I think he can of. He
0: He's had loads of good ones. I think. I think the thing is just like every promotion brings him in as the big scary guy, but they never go all the way, and he always loses the title match, and so he instantly loses credibility, and then the booker loses interest. I think have him like, like I said, you don't have to push him. Have him on TV, either throwing around little lads or acting like a little lad and doing loads of flips, and people go, "Oh, look at that big man do a flip." <laughs> well, I'll, I'll throw out, you know. um, out a hot take here. Energetic, you know. I'll throw out a hot take here. Go on.
2: Like Joe, I think he he's very talented, uh, but any time he's been given a chance, he's never got over.
1: No, I don't think he'd get over. I mean, let's not get crazy. Um, but no, well, yeah, yeah, I think, I, that's, I think fair. that's fair. But he can, um, yeah, he can just go out and have a pretty good match. And that's it, really.
0: I was about to reference Lucha Underground, but that's who
1: cares. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't he's matter. He's like <laughs> a warlord, but he can work. That's how I would describe it. That's that's a good comparison. That's a good. He, just, he needs the, the metal thing and the helmet and
0: He did have a wacky outfit in Impact. He came out as like the Terminator did once, ball didn't ball. he? Bring
1: back like, wacky a... outfits to wrestling. That's he, what we need.
0: It's, 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 that's what we need. Well, and, and not like. It seems
1: like Tony Khan's taking requests, so maybe I'll tweet him and say, "Tony, bring back that's wacky." So, out- hey. It'll be like we're, we're, we've listened to the fans. We brought back wacky outfits to wrestling. Keep an eye out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that was uh Dino right. Um and the that is segueing to Canada next week oh, here yes. in Canada. That should be a good show. So Danielson versus Jericho and a bunch of other stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um uh Rampage, do we want to talk about Rampage? I mean, it was alright. Oh, you know, they fun. were good, they were supposed to have a career versus mask match that obviously did not happen. Um and yeah, it was fine. Sure. I, no, I, fine. I I don't think we yeah, need to go match by match fine. on that. Right. And uh, Paul, any battle of the battle battle of the battle of the battle the battle the, battle. the battle. Uh, any B O T B I V takes. Uh Pac Trent was good. That was it. Okay alrighty, and that was BotBiv which is also an acronym for how to remember the highway code Um, (laughs) or the colors of the rainbow or something anyway, let's talk about movies movie guff Uh, I'm retaining the guff, even with the new format we gotta keep the guff, the fans want the guff Uh, boys what films, Paul hit hit me with the Halloween update, update, update
2: okay, we got five count them five halloween movies to talk about yeah we'll start and again none of them have really tickled the old spook balls as far as (laughs) you know proper horror titillation you know oh my the juices of my titillation whatever that thing was have not been tickled i don't know what what was the (laughs) maximum male models thing oh the juices of your guilty pleasures (laughs) The yambag hasn't quite been tickled to that level yet, right? Um, start with uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. Okay. Um, I talked about Creepshow last week. A lot of the actors who were in Creepshow are also in The Fog. Weird little crossover there. Um, yeah, so The Fog is uh, just came out just before The Thing. Or was it just after The Thing? Quite close. Quite close together. Um, and it's 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 a, a very simple, it's like it's framed in the film as kind of a ghost story. It starts with you know the kids around the campfire talking about oh 100 years ago, this Halloween, uh, there was the ship that did go down and blah blah blah, right? And so, this the the film itself is is to sum it up very bluntly is about. Uh, this this event that happened 100 years ago. there was a, a ship that went missing in mysterious circumstances and mm. the the pirates of the the, the ghosts of the, the the pirates may or may not be back for some kind of revenge. okay uh, The film is like 90 minutes long, nice and short in and out, but it spends 60 of those minutes setting up the town and the townspeople and only like the last 25 minutes on like fucking ghost pirates (laughs) right so twice as much time spent needed on boring character exposition and kind of nothing happening and really only the last 20 minutes on exciting ghost pirate shenanigans so right (laughs) it's a little bit boring i would say um I, i actually thought it was quite promising the first like 30 minutes where it starts setting up the stuff because you you kind of get a feel like a Stephen King kind of feel of the the little town and all the characters similar to a movie I'm going to talk about uh, otherwise, uh, It Chapter One, where, you know, you get a feel of the town. The town itself mm. is it's uh, is one of the characters. The town is a yes. character itself. That old chestnut. The, that old gimmick. But then it just keeps going and what I likened it to was it's it's um, to use another Millhouse um, analogy because Bar- Barry was singing some Millhouse before we started recording. It 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 does have a bit of when are we going to get to the fireworks factory <laughs> to it? Where you are like, okay, let's get to the ghost pirates. What are we doing? Why are we an hour and five minutes in? There's no ghost pirates yet. So you know it was fine. It, it's a little a little a little dull. Especially between minutes 30 and 60.
0: Um, John Carpenter is very weird. It either goes insanely hard or it's exactly what you're describing right now, which is just kind of like, when is this about to kick off? Because it's taking way too long. Yeah. And it's not nearly as interesting a build up as he seems to think it is. The fog definitely suffers from that.
2: Um, I watched The Others. Little uh, 2001 Nicole Kidman. Uh, flick. Uh, this was kind yeah. of the one of the five that kind of most closely came to what I want from a horror film. It was kind of a nice nice feeling of, t- of tension throughout. Uh, I think Nicole Kidman's very good in it. Um, but sadly, it is one of those films that has a lot of child acting in it. Oh dear. And it is not particularly good in this one, I'm afraid. Sometimes, you know, sometimes kid actors can be good. Uh, looking at 1947's Bicycle Thieves For a, an example of a good child actor So, you know, you only have to go back 70 odd years um, But no, Nicole Kidman's very good It's, uh, you know, it's 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 a ghost story So uh, it might not be one for you, uh, Joe But um, Nicole Kidman and her little kids Living in this remote, kind of palatial estate And there's spooky shit happening What the hell? Um so yeah, it was it was a little conventional, but I I think it kind of stuck most of the um most of the, the the little twists and turns it takes. Um did quite like the ending. I knew the ending going in going in, I must say. And the others is a movie that I just had heard about, and kind of knew what it was about, but even watching it with that uh knowing the destination, the journey was still still quite fun. Uh, I don't think it does anything exceptional. There's not a lot of like real scares in there. It's more. It kind of feels more like a, um, a, a kind of a long, tales from the crypt, Twilight Zone kind of kind of deal. Um, nothing approaching, you know, uh, you know, real classic horror, Baba Duck, Shining. You know, where where you where you properly feel, viscerally, like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Like pulling the sheet up over your eyes. Yeah, it's quite tame in that regard, but I think it was generally very solid. Uh one to one to add to the Halloween lists, I would say, if you're the yeah. like kind of classic gothic horror, I would say. Yeah. yeah I like I like the others. Um I watched the Candyman, the new one.
3: Ooh.
2: New one, okay. Because I, I watched the old one before. I watched the um the ninety was it, nineteen ninety seven Candyman, really enjoyed no, it? it. Like 92, yeah, even yeah, earlier, yeah. is it? It's like early nineties, yeah. 90s. Very much enjoyed the original one. Uh, and very much enjoyed the new one. Mm. Um I think, uh, again, it kind of um, takes its time early on, but in a satisfying way. I particularly liked the ending. I think they did enough different that it doesn't feel like a retread either. It's very much a sequel, I suppose, or a reboot. But it doesn't feel like a soft reboot. It doesn't feel like they just told... Story from the first film again. There's definite like the changes that were made to, I think, were very clever. I think it's a really great looking film. Um, that being said, there were some some issues I had with the pacing, and there was one really egregious um extra scene that added nothing to the story at all, where we we've already established the Candyman stuff. there's, There's killings happening. Yeah. Um, and then if he, I think it's like an hour five into again like a 90 minute movie someone makes reference, one of the main characters makes reference to like, oh saying Candyman in the mirror, what kind of person would do that and then it just cuts to this other scene in a school where there's like five teenage girls and they they go to the mirror oh have you ever tried the Candyman thing? Candyman, candy and they do it and there's murders but the scene goes on for like five, six minutes and then it just goes back to the story. And it's like, well, this scene yeah. would have worked as maybe a, a very early scene establishing the whole car- Candyman thing. But we, we, we know it now. We know, we know what how it works. Is. Yeah. So why are we spending five minutes, an hour into the movie, to just do a pointless kill that didn't like lead to anything or have anything to do with anything else? And there was like one or two moments like that where I'm like, okay, why are we doing this now instead of focusing on the, the main story? Reminded me a little bit of um, Velvet Buzzsaw. If anyone has seen that, the Jake Gyllenhaal, um, again, art, art house, literal art house <laughs> yeah. horror, which I also quite enjoyed. So, um, yeah, I, I would give, a, again, a recommendation to Candyman. I think I prefer the first one. I just like the vibe of the first one. It's a little bit dirtier, a little bit grittier, a little bit weirder. This one's almost a little too sleek, I would say. But it's it's very good. And I particularly liked um, the lead performance as well. I thought he was, he was great in it. He's the guy from the Matrix. uh, Resurrections, what's his name? Uh, It's like Yaya something or other. He's really good in it. Um, uh, I watched Kill List. I just watched Kill List today. Kill List is a 2011 British... uh, uh, Wait for for this uh, genre mashup here. A crime horror. Um, I hate crime. It's like... (laughs) Psychological crime horror. So I'll just say like right off the bat, Killist is a is a deeply unpleasant film. Nice. Um, it's going. very off-putting. It's got characters. There, there are no likable characters in it. There, the characters are actively unlikable. Uh, there are scenes in the movie that are off-putting and distressing. And um, it's it's very it's it's not a movie. You know, you, you put put the fire on oh, we stick on a movie will we? Yeah, we stick on kill list baby no this is definitely a movie that you will um need to be in a specific frame of mind to watch because it's it's very aggressively off-putting um it's very slow as well s- certainly in the first like half it's very very slow to get to its point um but i found it very satisfying in the way that it kind of resolved itself. It, 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 the first half is very crime-specific. So it, it's about um these these guys who have been to war and have, have come back and are kind of struggling with getting to grips with modern life, so they take on um, jobs as, like, hit-hit men. Uh, doing kills for these, this kind of mysterious, uh, you know, uh, job-giver. And what does that entail, taking on this job, is, is kind of ambiguous. And then in a kind of I guess dusk to dawn, although not to that extent, it does kind of take a turn into the horror later mm-hmm. on, and becomes um, something akin to a you know something in the same ballpark as a, a Midsummer or a, a Wicker Man, you know where there's there's stuff going on below the surface that maybe you weren't aware of. And um, so yeah, I mean I, it's definitely a hard eighteen. Again, not one that I would easily right. recommend as any kind of easy watch. It's definitely. um it's one that if if you're not in the right frame of mind, you might struggle to even get through the first half hour, to be honest. Um But no, I, th- I in the end, uh I, I kind of came around on it. I will say the ending felt a little bit rushed to me, even though there's like there's a happening or a twist in the ending that I thought was very clever and very well done. It at the same time felt a little bit rushed. So I wish that it, it was it was like, you know, TNA. Oh that that's happened to right. the back <laughs> now. It's like, okay, well, let it Give it give an extra five minutes and let these things breathe a little bit more because it was it did get a little bit choppy and a little bit fast towards the end. But it was it was a, it was generally okay. All those four movies that I've talked about so far, we're all we're talking strong six, light seven on, on oh, everything. Right. Right? And then we come to it chapter two. It's so, two out of ten, more like. Well that, that is exactly the score I gave it. <laughs> <laughs> so it chapter one. I assume we all did you did you watch it no, Joe in chapter scary. one? No, it's not not for you the <laughs> scary clan. It chapter one. It is scary. It is it, it is it chapter one. Really well made, creative set pieces, like not only scares but like the you can tell they really thought about what way we're going to f- structure these, what way we're going to do this, like visually use the projector and like all clever stuff, right? The kids all great i mean we're just talking about kid performance the kids are all great good chemistry between the kids kind of aping on that stranger things thing but like done well okay really good really really good start let's do chapter two surely we're in for a similar good time here um the adult actors have got no chemistry okay that's, that's okay um, we haven't done any creative set pieces. We're just going to do really generic ones and just, just do more of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have a good script at least? Uh, no, the script is just very full of like exposition where the characters just literally say everything, uh, it's particularly bad in the last act where they, the characters just say out loud how they have to defeat the baddie, even though it's spoiler, it's a mild spoiler here. It's exactly the same way they did it in the first one. um, and and also, it's two hours forty nine minutes long. It's um, so yeah,
0: long and so it's, unjustified. It's, oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: it just goes on and on and on. And the last act in particular, because I watched it right after I watched Candyman, and structurally, their last acts are kind of kind of similar, right? Uh, they 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 go to a specific place where where the story threads converge. Uh, and But in Candyman, it's kind of done and resolved. You, you spend eight minutes in this location and then it's over. <laughs> in, in Itch Two, the last hour of the film is in like this one place. And it's like shot in this like harsh blue light. It's like you're a WWE backstage background. <laughs> um, and yeah, it just goes on and on. And they split the characters up and they each had to do their own little set piece, which again is is kind of generic, but also... Way over reliant on jump scares, um, so I felt like in IT chapter two there was like four different times where they did the open the door slowly, Watson, what's oh, going to be in the door frame? Oh, it's a scary thing, and then the thing runs. Ah, I've got a, I've got a zombie face. Oh. Okay, well, I wasn't impressed. By yeah, it. the first very, time you did uh, it,
0: uh, <laughs> it's very Snapchat filter jump scare. Uh, yes,
2: uh, movie. Yeah, um, I lost count of the amount of times that. character suddenly had a a a, a zombie face (laughs) (laughs) for no reason
0: (laughs) yeah well also i remember a really hot because i'd forgotten completely about this movie until paul was chatting about it in, in discord during the week what was up with the the fucking um that one really weird like uh morning angel needle drop for some reason yeah i don't remember uh, what was that like that was so bizarre yeah. um the the it is one of the it's like kick-ass too, jerry like one of the biggest letdown sequels like maybe ever like it's so so disappointing yeah i
2: don't know it just seems like everything that was good about the first one every one of those kind of bombed in the second one which is the biggest shame. And yeah, I mean, th- I think you mentioned the cast looked good on paper, but God, they have no chemistry with each other. It was l- it was like, and it kind of it actually, to give it some credit, it kind of played into the story because the story is that they've all moved away and are basically strangers now and don't remember yeah. the, the happening. Uh, but then even when they kind of join together and they remember, they still act like strangers. They, there's no chemistry there at all. Um, Yeah. A dud That's all that I watched I've got 10 more on my list So uh, we'll keep chipping away at them But it's good to have got the longest
0: one Done Alrighty Uh, I watched A couple of movies I watched The first one I was really Pleasantly surprised by While still not loving I watched Alien Resurrection That's by Jeunet I think Yes yeah it was uh, second week in a row I've watched uh, a late sequel with Resurrection in the title um, I had uh, uh, fairly low hopes for this because this is the fourth Alien film the third one is total shite Fincher um, <laughs> uh, looking at you and a lot of the, the sequels are, are fairly maligned Alien Resurrection has a lot of elements in it where I'm like oh god this is going to be bad blah 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 and I'm like the the premise is that it's 200 years in the future and they clone Ellen Ripley and I'm like oh god like really <laughs> desperate fucking bring back the protagonist shit you know (laughs) just like you know similar to to fucking the the zack snyder movies is like they do the big dramatic death of superman he doesn't miss one film do you know what i mean i'm just like so lame also and this is this remained a negative i I, this i didn't like this early on i think it was bad like directing weaver to Acts like a clone who doesn't have memories, really robotic, really weird performance because she's not like Ellen Ripley. She's like, she's not a robot, but she basically has to act like robot Ellen Ripley. And it's super, it's like, why bother making this contrivance to bring back the popular actor to then give her absolute dog shit to work with? So that, that whole, that my biggest problem probably is that that whole conceive is super weak to me. But other than that, it's, like, a really fun Alien sequel. I was honestly surprised, and I was tweeting about this uh, during the week. I was like, it is a fairly depressing insight on modern blockbusters that this, like, not especially well-regarded sequel, fourth film in a franchise that some people think only has, like, one or two good films, depending on who you ask. Is like, but the basic level of making a big sci-fi epic in 1997 the, the the even the low bar for a film that wasn't well reviewed was still it was so much more impressive than the the slop that's churned out now because this film has great set design it has great practical effects it has great sound design it looks and sounds really cool i don't think anything as in, in the franchise has looked or sounds as cool as the original one um but it's still it's still in that stratosphere. I think it's really, really, really cool. I think other than the Ripley cloning stuff, there's a lot of interesting ideas being messed around with. And I think the core conceit is really good, which is basically this... um Future Corp are still up to no good, do you know what I mean? It's the through line of the whole franchise. Uh, yes. An and, and evil corporation in the future in space is trying to do weird shit with xenomorphs. And so basically they enter into a shady deal to get some, uh, to basically human traffic some, some, uh, uh, some people in that can be uh, xenomorph uh, hosts. And, uh, things go awry, the alien gets loose, the ship gets locked down. And so the traffickers, the ragtag, uh, uh, group of pirates are stuck on the, 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 uh, spaceship with the aliens, with, uh, uh, um, clone Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver and the, the military guys. And they all, and, antics transpire and i feel like as a as an action horror sci-fi caper thing it's really good there's some really cool set pieces for a for you know you can spot the cgi a mile away it's a mix of practical and cgi but for 1997 i don't think it looks too bad you know i don't i don't know what version of this is we were watching it on disney plus i don't i don't imagine there's they remastered it or anything like that but um i I ended up thinking it was like a solid little three-star film. And I, I think the thing that kind of put it over the line for me was like, I would watch this again. Do you know what I mean? I, I, which, right. which I would not, I would not do for Alien Three ever. If ever it was because, like, with we're kind of watching Halloween and and uh, Alien films uh, for the last couple of Halloweens. First of all, once I've seen them all, I will. I don't think I'll ever watch any Halloween movie again. They're so bad, almost all of them. <laughs> but with Alien, like, I'm I'll definitely be down to rewatch them. But I'm skipping three. I'm never watching three again. Whereas with this one, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it again. And it also has like one of the best ways a a final boss in a film has ever been killed off. The ending is great. The, the I don't want to spoil it even though it's a fucking 30 year old thing at this stage but it's really great. Um yeah, so a pleasant surprise. Alien Resurrection, I would say give it a gander on on uh Disney Plus if you like Alien and then fell off like so many people did. I would say it's it's not perfect but I'd say it's it's a worthwhile watch uh i watched a film called a vigilante starring olivia wilde uh this is currently on all four if you're in the uk or ireland so you can watch it on there uh it's uh, i can't remember the director's name she was a it was her debut feature and i think it kind of it feels like one of those kind of good but not great debuts kind of like i You'll make something really great eventually, but it's not this film. It's basically Olivia Wilde plays a uh, a sort of a former victim of, of of domestic abuse who who now basically is like a, basically a hitman for for domestic abuse victims. She goes out and she she makes makes the world right. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, for for the victims, and it's got this kind of it's it's very grey and very dour as you'd imagine. It, it does not it's not flimsy with the subject matter. It's a very incredibly stony faced, self serious film as it probably should be. And it has a very minimalist approach to violence, at least early on, which I thought was good. So again, kind of like Paul was saying about Kill lists, it's not exactly a... a, 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 a feel good, let's throw on a John Wick action epic. That's not what they're going <laughs> no. for at all. It kind One thing, it kind of reminds me a little bit of another really good movie, uh, You Were Never Really Here with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Where that whole movie is kind of like, it's like we made a, a sort of weird John Wicky kind of revenge thing, but you don't get to see any action. It's not that kind of movie. This kind of has that, and I say kind of, because without getting into spoilers, it kind of goes off the rails in the second half and becomes a very rote version of this film that you can probably picture in your head that I, I did not find especially satisfying. That's what I kind of mean by, I think this person would make a great... They, they have not made a, a film since, so, or they're probably presumably making one now that's in the works, but this is their debut feature. They have not put out anything else since, so I'm kind of like, yeah hopefully you'll do something... Really, really great next time, but yeah, not not a must see, but a, a, an interesting enough watch. Olivia Wilde is, is really fantastic in it. Uh, not a lot of dialogue in it. A lot of um, uh, a lot of very quiet scenes, and I think she does quite well on that. Um, and then on the non Halloween tip, we well, we also rewatched Blair Witch Project, of course, which is a Halloween tradition. Talked about ad nauseum on this Love show. Love it. Um, that that and twenty eight days later, boy, new TVs wasted on these movies. Let me tell you, <laughs> well, twenty eight days, days later, especially twenty eight days later, I I after going back and forth, I'm now for I I like I like put that movie out in a new format, please. I I don't care if it loses some of its gritty feeling. It that movie looks like dog shit. Anyway, well,
2: there's no work. new format. It's because the way they record it. It's the it way, way it they feel. On, yeah, there's nothing they can do. I'm sure
0: shitty I'm sure these TV days, cameras. I'm sure these days, there's probably they could AI some of it to look yes, better, but that, that's, that, true. that's never as good as it's Anyway, that aside, Bear wish Project. Talked about it extensively. We don't need to do it again. <sighs> uh, it is great, though. Uh, on the non-Halloween tip, we did get around to watching the second uh, South Park post-COVID. Ooh,
2: I hope you love Karen jokes, baby.
0: And, um... Yeah, that was my uh, much like the first one. My kind of takeaway was it's all right. I'm glad these things are an hour. I feel like any longer because even even like my criticism of the both of them, and I think it's it's worse than the second one because you're you're in hour two of it. it, it it's they, they, the thing, the the specials have like four jokes, and they're beating it to death by the end. At least there is a payoff in the second one. But man, it's kind of <laughs> like they 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 came up with their Amazon Alexa Karen. Uh, uh, joke as Paul kind of mentioned there, but they go to it so often, and it's one of those one. And South Park always does this when they some of the, some of the worst stuff they ever do is when they do this. They get an idea that they obviously think is fucking hilarious, and they just like they beat it to death. And I I thought it was like mildly amusing, but they go to that well so often. And there's a couple of other jokes throughout the two specials where they the only one the only one I did like was I I like the the Jimmy even though it's such reactionary south park site but i do love jimmy's jokes for everyone in the future um those are those are those got a, a a guilty laugh out of me i have to say um but overall i i would describe them as they're fine they're watchable um you know it's 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 not an event anymore when there's a south park movie it's i i know the next one is called streaming wars i'm assuming you know it, it, i'm hoping at least it'll be a little bit self-referential because it's now not impressive or fun at all that they have a south park movie it's just here's a long about average average quality south park episode that's three times as long yeah you know i, I mean? didn't like stream wars at all i i haven't heard good things about streaming wars from anyone i, I will get to it eventually but um Post yeah COVID was fine post-covid was all right it was all right and i i, I thought their their, their covety humor was, was
2: oh i think fun. the karen thing might actually even be from streaming wars that i'm thinking of so
0: Uh, oh so i i okay well i I, I thought that's what they were going for with because yeah so for anyone who hasn't seen it the amazon alexa is in the post COVID so post-covid one thing i do think is super interesting is that it's like their first flash forward which i think i talked about when i talked about part one that's crazy to me in 25 years of of a super popular sitcom that they especially animated when it's so easy to do and the simpsons did it 100 times you know um but they they do flash forward and they have a bunch of you know hey the future fucking sucks humor and they basically have uh, uh the amazon Alexas are like annoying bitch wives basically for yeah. for the you know uh future i'm assuming the, the Karen thing is something else no it's um,
2: streaming wars they do karen karen jokes as if they didn't become
0: passe four years ago four years ago yeah like, oh i i do they have the hair yeah of course, yeah, great. Um, love that. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> yes. The lads, the lads, up, up, up as usual on the pop culture. Um, yeah, the, it, it's all right, you know. Um, and that's uh, that's movie guff for me. I don't think I have any tele guff either. I mean, on the on the old Paramount tips, they're watching the old Frege, um uh, which is a, a delight. Speaking of, of uh, uh, speaking of
1: speaking of the phrase uh, after finishing up? Golden Girls before Michelle went away. <sighs> we've now moved on to our next sitcom. Which is. Quit <laughs> stylish. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah, we've watched the first four episodes of Frasier, and I have to say, is the best thing fucking going today. It is great. I don't care they came out thirty years ago. It's fucking great. It is great. I'm looking forward to it. Um. I tell you who's who's underrated that I noticed in the first few episodes. Uh, Jane leaves as Daphne. She is actually really yes. funny. I know she doesn't necessarily get all the plaudits. She's a bit wacky as a character. A bit wacky, yeah. She is very, very good, very funny, very charming. Uh, John Mahoney, what an actor! Not just a great co- comedy actor, but a great actor. Really, really delivers those kind of um, sincere lines with a lot of heft.
0: Um, yeah and there's a lot of them they you know and you obviously you've just seen four but like as i'm I'm rewatching yeah they they i think i said this when i started like they like to unironically go sincere and let it land and he's great he always sticks it it's great
1: it was great and um after i think it's the the third or the fourth one i can't remember but where they go to the the i think it's called the timber mill the restaurant that martin um Mm. They're supposed to go to some fancy schmancy uh, restaurant where uh, Fraser and Niles love, but they can't get reservations. So Martin takes them to this kind of very uh, um, homely kind of steakhouse. And I think that is like the quintessential Fraser episode within the first three, because yeah. it's just them uh, out of their comfort zone in this steakhouse. Um, Making their oh, snobby jokes. Mm-mm. Oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall that night.
3: Mm,
1: you wouldn't be the only one. Mm-mm. What's great
0: is that, like, the show makes fun of them, but it's also making fun of the restaurant because it's like it's like the most. Yeah. Imagine a British person writing a sitcom about a, a steakhouse in the US. They would write this episode because yes. it's like, uh, and Martin's like, oh, "Guys, it's so great! Oh, make sure you get the, the 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 caramel injected straight into your steak and shit like that." Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And like, oh, oh, my goodness, you know? They, I mean, and Fraser and I all they are missing is the monocle in the yeah. flute Do you know what I mean? That's all they're. Oh, it's great! It's
3: great!
1: It is. It is brilliant. So yeah, looking forward to watching another. There are a lot of fucking episodes of Fraser. We'll say, it's like 240 I episodes. Yeah. I think if we do watch two every lunchtime, we're going to be going for about a year. But you know what? what's it. set it.
0: It is, yeah, I, I forgot it was 11 seasons. It uh, outlasted longer than Friends yeah. and also considerably better, <laughs> also as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I have some gaps opening up on the
2: old schedule soon because there's only one more Beaves and Butthead and one more lord of the rings
0: how is that lord of the rings? i have not heard a soul talk about that lord of the rings movie.
2: uh well episode one and two really good episode three really bad episode four really good episode five really bad episode six really good haven't watched seven yet but if i'm following the old uh, trend it's gonna be really bad <laughs> with then a really good finale um so up and down um but yeah i mean i'm i'm uh definitely looking to close off some, some gap skis here. Uh, I did finish in the week a couple of shows, because I'm also in Halloween uh, month, going to watch Haunting of Bly Manor and um, mm. Midnight, Mass. Midnight Mass. Although I did, Flanagan has a new one out that he directs, I think the yes. first two,
0: is it The Midnight Club? Yeah. I don't I, think he's showrunner
2: on or anything, but I, I think he Ret- directs re- some of those.
0: Return to that dreaded Netflix teach to watch that. Um. But I did close off a few things. So I watched...
2: I've been someone who's watch, been, you know, watching Taskmaster clips on YouTube for a while. And I did finally get a chance to sit down and actually watch some, like, full episodes. Uh, so I watched the, the first four se- series of it now. Jesus. Um, which is now easy in the, in the early days, like, season one and two.
0: Oh, it's only a couple of episodes.
2: Are five show, episodes yeah. long. Season three, I think, is six. And then season four is eight. Most recent one, and I think there are ten episodes for the rest of the run. That's a, a very very fun show. Uh, I enjoy Task Taskmaster a lot. It's available on all four, so you can watch it for free up there, and it's great. the the The, the people that get on are, are always good. It's be me good crack, even um, comedians who I otherwise wouldn't have been very interested in. From Countdown does eight out of ten cats and mock the week. Yeah, on Taskmaster they're all they're all good. It's a very very fun and easy show to just sit down and stick on for a uh, 45 minutes of of an evening. Uh, so yeah, I mean I I watched four seasons now. Now it gets a break. I think that the the new season that's currently ongoing is season 13. But I'm going to sit it for a while and I'll come back and do another block of like seasons 5 to 8 or something. Um, but we gotta let some other shows in to breathe. Maybe a season of Frasier, maybe mm. uh I'm on season three of Nathan for you. I need to go mm. back to that. Ah. Um I did also in the week watch the finale of season two of Succession. Ooh. Oh bit, let me tell you. Let me tell thou. <laughs> I mean just to hear the people in shock and clutching their pearls about the red wedding and Oh, Oh, the red wedding. I was crying at the red wedding. I mean, season two of succession makes the red wedding look like fucking the boss baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, season two, even more so than season one. I mean, season two was, was an absolute home run for me. Fucking 10, 10 out of 10 after 10 out of 10. I mean, I definitely still have shows on my backlog that I've never sat down and watched, you know, your, your, your tent poles of, of television. You know, whenever you, you see a list, Rolling Stones, top TV shows of all time, you know, it's Sopranos, it's yeah. the wire, it's Mad Men. So I, I obviously can't compare to those because i i will watch those but to this point let me tell you succession scratches an itch like y'all never had an itch scratched before um it's like so intellectually stimulating it's so well written you watch an episode and then you you just think back about oh that part was hinted at early in the episode because of this thing they did in the episode. And you can just picture that they must have a Charlie day style map yeah. of red string to red string. Everything is so well put together. It's it's everything pays off every littlest thing. If you notice thing, go, oh, don't it'll pay off. And, and it's a show that rewards you for really thinking about it and trying to, you know, keep up with it. So, so good. Also, apparently season two of the white Lotus is coming out soon. So Again, I gave that my show of the year uh, last year. So very, very excited about that. I did see an ad on Sky that uh, season one is up for streaming. So if people uh, haven't had a chance to watch The White Lotus yet, ooh, baby, what a show. Get on it. Uh, but yeah, it's not as good a succession. Uh, but That's then, fair. Not much is. But The White Lotus is is, is excellent as well. Uh, great cast. Steve, Steve Zahn, uh, Sidney Sweeney. Um what's your man called? Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Ugh, it's just fucking, Love the white lotus. Brilliant. Better than Mayor of Easttown last year as well. Yeah. Oop bit. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. I, I've finished season two of succession, letting that sit for a while now before starting season three. Although I've heard season three Ooh, fucking excited for season three now. Maybe we are good. Um so we'll see what we watch now I, I am thinking I, I, I do need to finish Lost That was one One of the things Oh yeah That, got, what that was one of the things That got paused In the old Divorce settlement Of 2022 um, But I will Sit down and finish that And uh, Again yeah Then then there's going to be a, a, An opening For Something Probably Fraser To Step in And, and you know We'll see what happens Um let me tell you about a good album Go that on. I listened to in the week. Uh, so it's it's uh, an American singer-songwriter. I'm going to bring up their Wikipedia page here because I want to give them their due. Uh, Alexander Januscoli, better known by the stage name Alex G. Okay. An American musician, producer, and singer-songwriter. Uh, brought out a new album very recently called... Um, God Save the Animals released on September 23rd. So I'm a little bit late to it, but um, it's a really great, eclectic sound. Um, I've, I've never listened to an album that's really uh merged the genres like this where you will have some and you know it's to say singer-songwriter, you know, when I heard about it the first time I heard, oh, it's like a, a modern singer-songwriter take. I was like, okay, so it's it's a guy with a wispy beard and a guitar. Um but actually there's much more to it. So there are some tracks that that sound very almost like um smashing pumpkinsy. That okay. kind of um angsty I guess bordering on rock sound but then there's like real modern production to it where there will be like auto y vocals that'll sound more like drake direction right and i've never heard i've never heard those sounds really mixed and done as well as it is here um really really great and I, i mean fundamentally catchy songs which are you know is is kind of the cornerstone of of that okay you can have an interesting sound but if the songs aren't there uh then you got a problem but they they are here there's very very catchy numbers on there but a good mix of catchy but also you go hmm this is a it's like a new sound a new genre of music i never done heard before um so yeah i gotta give it a very strong recommendation i mean a late a late contender for album of the year i think um, so again, Alex G God save the animals. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 good. I, it's, it's a really nice surprise. I, I, I did see, I did hear of it because pitchfork did give it the best new music award. So I still do sometimes use pitchfork as a barometer for, for listening to these things, but this one was just, yeah, really consistently creative and, you know, well, well thought out melodies and and yeah, just a really the opposite of kill list. A nice, you know, easy list <laughs> but one that ma- made you think, okay, this is not just an easy listen. There's actual, you know, real craft put in here, and it's really, really well put together. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give that a a very strong recommendation. Excellent.
3: Um,
2: and then we just have games to finish us out. Um, let, uh, me just, let me just games. mention, uh, I, I played a little bit more Elden Ring, just a little bit more. A little more. I haven't fully, you know, because I've been watching so many horror movies and trying to, you know, do so much stuff. I haven't dedicated time to sit down and just plow hours into it. But I did um, follow the little golden paths, mm. found a little cave with some wolves in it, killed them real easy. I said, "We're fucking this game;
3: it <laughs>
2: isn't, isn't fucking hard at all." Killed the wolves. Went through a little whatever the shimmery what's it called? Traverse the, the mist, fog, whatever it whatever is. Whatever the yeah. fuck it is. Go into a room and there's this one enemy, the beast man of Firma Galog or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know I know him well, yes. And I like, this guy is going to get fucking killed by me right away. Um so like 15 deaths later, yeah, um, I hadn't still hadn't done like 25% damage on him. <laughs> He's killing me real bad every time. And that's the game. And that's the game. So I, I, I did go, you know, to the google.coms and just put Beastman of. For, know, mana. For, yeah. for mana. I was gonna say for mana. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Great man's thinking like. Uh strategy. Just like mm. kid, don't tell me how to do it, We can be the strategy over here. Uh so the strategy it told me. I don't know if people out there have heard about this, right? No, they say, no. well, to fight the beast man of, of the farm, uh, you should be level nine minimum. And I was level eight. Okay. Ah, well, there, yeah, well I mean, there you go. I hadn't found which was just like right fucking beside it. I hadn't found the you know, you, you where you gain the ability to level up. And oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. it was like fifty meters down the road where oh, I actually okay. had to go do that. So I'm level like eleven now. So I'm, I think I'm gonna grind a little bit.
0: Yes. Okay. Like
2: level fifteen, and then go back and try it again.
0: Good thing about about grinding in this game—it's so comically gigantic. The map is that It's not even really grinding. It's like just go somewhere else and do another. Yeah, thing. do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I I was talking to a friend of mine who's who's streaming his first couple of hours with the game at the moment, and he um, and one thing for as esoteric and weird as these games can be, they still don't spell these things out for you. But the critical things, like, because there's always these things in the Souls games where people go, "Oh, you didn't get the." dagger of grim door and i'm like no i didn't get the fucking dagger what the fuck is that supposed to be all that stuff in elden ring if you kind of follow the gold path they put all that stuff on the critical path yes you get your your upgrading stuff um i i remember and my friend had this exact same issue when i was playing it i got a couple of summons but i didn't get the item to use summons I was like well how the fuck do i do this where do i go and it's like follow the critical path you will get it and it's the same with uh, there's another thing. Uh, your steed, your trusty steed. You'll get your horse uh, if you just so like in the first act of the game, the critical path will give you all of the stuff, but you're still free to kind of explore on your way to get the stuff. So um, yeah, no, I'm interested to hear if you if you beat the beast man in in in, in short order. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, is that all you're playing this week? No, I'm trying to beat this fucking Pokemon game that I don't
2: even like. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Shining Pearl. I'm 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 I've six badges, so I'm coming to the end of it, but like
0: Yeah, it's not great. This is the real Elden Ring.
2: <laughs> it's just like really poorly made, which is the most annoying thing about it. There's so many quality of life little improvements that they just looked at and said, Nope doing that yeah um how can we make this game just ever so slightly more annoying to play yeah and then that's what they did so it's um you know those games are fine to just uh, i'm watching football i have the switch and i'm just well, yeah yeah and, and to be fully transparent battle of the Bells got the, got the pokemon treatment as well, well
0: yeah um you'd have to
2: chipping away chipping away and but like usually when i play pokemon i'm i'm exploring i'm going down all the little alleys in the cave oh i got i found a little item that this one i'm literally just doing the main main, quest get to the fucking end of the game as fast as i can i don't care about oh but then you can go and catch uh, sporklore who's exclusive to the no okay i'm not doing any any of that shit. not (laughs) doing any of that shit baby i'll do it when that new game comes out because i'll just shovel it up like a little piggy little pokemon piggy But um, this game, which, again, I bought to play on my holidays, which I then did not play at all on the holidays, uh, I'm now stuck with, and I I just want to get it finished. Anyway, tell me about your uh, journey in HDR and 4K.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, I I, I tried out a little bit of everything uh, uh, on on the new gimmick. I didn't put it all on this. Played that because uh, the funny thing is the, the the amount of stuff that actually uses the one twenty is incredibly limited. Uh, right. Uh, so I had a game on Fortnite and I didn't win, but it, it looked really nice. And the, and that's it's all that kind of stuff. It's all competitive shooters that have it natively, and right. then like a lot of the Sony first party stuff has it. They've added it like way after launch. Like it's. Kind of, I think it seems like a kind of a, if we can get around to this, we'll try and do it. Uh So Miles Morales has it. Um, And one of the benefits of it is not just, oh, you can play games in 120 frames per second, but you can keep it in, what are they called? Like fidelity mode, which is like the lower frame rate, fancy 4K mode. But if you've 120 Hertz on, you can get the frame rate up to like forty or something like that, so it's kind of like splitting the difference. So you're getting real four K, but like better than average performance. It's like you know, it's like, and a lot of that stuff is kind of like, do you care enough to split the difference on ten frames? Like it's not that big a deal. Um, but yeah, the 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 main thing I've been I've been messing around with has been Horizon, and I, it 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 has kind of got me back into Horizon. But I would say that the main reason I'm finding Horizon fun to get back into is because I did drop it at like the twenty, you know, not even twenty, but fifteen ish hour mark. And now I think I'm. I just happen to pick it back up. Nice new TV, but also with like this is where the story kind of gets going. And to be fair, I will say for the record, I think that's terrible. I think having to, I think, I think taking that long to get going is like I always hate that shit. It's completely unjustified. Right. First, first act of the New Horizon criminally dull. You're wandering around chatting to jabronis. You're doing absolute loser quests. You're recapping (laughs) stuff. You're getting boring world building. And, like, I'm watching, like, clips of other people playing. i watching the marketing, and it's kind of, like... Like, it takes you, like, 10 hours to get the Breath of the Wild, like, kite thing that you can float down on. And it's I, I like, don't like how that controls either, And it it? Just seems I, like I think it's all have, right, you know. You have to
2: hold the button just half a second longer than I would like to have to hold yes. it for it to activate. It just sounds a this little is,
0: awkward. This is another one of those AAA games where it feels like the controller is overstuffed with, with things. Um, yeah, so I, you know, and there's, I've seen clips of people, like, obviously you can, like, override uh, beasts in the game and ride them like like horses. I've seen clips of people, like, doing that with flying animals. I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. It's like, yeah, you have to be, like, 50 hours in to do that. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Why? I, I feel like I'm less powerful than I was at the end of the last game. That's really lame. Uh, but with all that said, I, 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 I'm I kind of getting to this the part now where it's starting to open up and give me more options, which is good um i still everything i just liked about it though from earlier in the year is still true which is kind of like 10 million different bow and arrow types and 10 different ammo types and you're flicking through constant menus it's got its problems but i i'm happy i went back to it because i did love that first game and i do like this one even though i don't love it Uh, so i'll stick with it we'll see where i am in a few weeks um uh, a game i've said that about a lot that i think i've i've finally given up on is cult of the lamb Um, I, I, I bounced off it once or twice because certain mechanical things weren't sitting right with me. Got over that hump kind of powered through and I was enjoying it then I started bouncing off it because the technical issues are still out of control in that game not just on the switch, on every version, and and after multiple patches, I, I, there's like no difference in the patches. They keep putting out big updates. It's still really bad. And then I I booted it up today after like a week or two away. Something it was busted in a particular way, and I got annoyed. Jumped back into it today, and then I uh, cleared the room. It's like a roguelike, So I'm running through the levels, and you've to clear beat all the enemies before you can go to the next room. Beat all the enemies, door didn't open, and I was like. What do I do? And I was like, I was looking I was looking, I was like, I have there's an option you you have to abandon a run and just go back to your home. But that you know, that counts against you because you, you did not complete a run. And I did that and I was like, okay, this this is officially too busted to play. Like I'm not this is affecting how much I'm enjoying. It. And this is now like the second time in like two weeks that I've bounced off this game. So I think I I kind of made the decision like I'm I'm done with, with Call to the Lamb. And it's really disappointing because I think if it functioned well and wasn't so busted it would be one of the better games of the year, but right. it is really busted. That's the reality. And like I said, we're three or four or five patches deep. It's still this way. So I'm kind of like, got to cut your losses. So yeah, that that's, that's called to the lamb. That's, I was playing that on switch. That's, that's a shame. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of all I'm playing at the moment. Um, uh, I am kind of wanting to get back into the Elden Ring myself, but I I don't want to cut off Horizon for Elden Ring twice in one year, so right. I'm going to try and finish Horizon before I dust off Elden Ring. Yeah, well, I'll um,
2: throw out there that I played Horizon, obviously didn't platinum or anything, but I played it to to the point where I felt like I had done enough of the side stuff and like didn't I didn't feel like I was just skipping through it like I am with Pokemon. I only put like it only took me like 52 hours. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's so. It's 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 not like it's
0: going to take Assassin's Creed Odyssey about a time to
2: yeah ex- really but, experience it. You
0: know, by open world levels, it's not a piss take. because the map is intimidatingly large, but it kind of seems like they're you know they're not stuffing it with needless crap to do. It, you know, it seems like it's it's all worthwhile. Um, yeah. So that's the game guff. So yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll come back uh, uh next week. Uh, with, with more updates on that and more spooky movies and more AEW updates and more AEW fights, who knows um, uh, we'll let you know how things go uh, in the meantime folks, if you want to oh, reach him and, and john Moxley's a new contract, more on that next week eh, I'm not to signed new contract, we knew yeah. he would I, I, I didn't think yeah. he was going to leave to be honest uh, you know he's the ace and he's going to remain the ace, um, yeah so uh, we'll be back next week to chit chat more about. We'll be talking about AEW's debut in Canada. I'm sure there'll be more game guff. Uh, there'll be more Fraser chat. You can guarantee it. This is the the, the <laughs> foremost Fraser cast on the internet. Uh, we actually they got they're bringing it back, which I'm not nah, too keen on. But we'll talk about that maybe next week. Um, yeah, so we will uh, we'll talk about that next week and uh, and all the other usual stuff. Cheershoppodcast.com If you want to pop us an email. Uh, and you can also tweet us during the week if you want to, you know, have a little question or a little quiz or a little whatever, you know. Reach out however you feel. Uh, takes questions, quizzes. You know, you know the score yourself if you if you're a regular listener. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, thanks love, for listening I, to... I would love a nice quiz to be sent in. To be honest, I would love a quiz. Yeah. Although I, to be honest, I think it is kind of outrageous that for as many years as we did, we coasted on the listeners sending us quizzes. That is so lazy. That is so goddamn um, lazy.
2: I think if you got the little darts chalkboard up where they write 180 on it right i think if if you had the Paul column and the listener column i think i would still be
0: in front in terms of quizzes created. so your 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 big counter there is that you'd probably be ahead if we were to count them out <laughs> as, a, as opposed to as opposed to <laughs> i've done them all anyway we will uh, if you want to if you want to send us a quiz or a question or anything uh, you can email on the website or you can tweet us but for now we will say Have a pleasant rest of the week, and we will talk to you presumably at our regularly scheduled time slot on Sunday. And uh, have a good week, everyone. So it's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye. 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 It's goodbye from Paul.
3: Goodbye.